0: It is the Sportsocracy, and we are live
1: in the Ingle studio on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy is heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are seen everywhere on YouTube. All you got to do is go to the sportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, so you can join us in the chat each and every day, and... Of course, don't forget to check out the description of the YouTube video because that's your way to get in on Beer City's Ultimate Fantasy Football Draft Contest. We still have a few weeks left, just a little over two weeks left, I think it is, that uh, we're going to be drawing the winner of the contest, a red carpet treatment for you and your league mates, your draft hosted by me and Mr. Domus Jeremy Green, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're going to live stream it, all that good stuff. Tank you will be get your Ro- access on the link.
2: Tank will be your Roger Goodell. I will be your Mel Kuyper Jr. It's going to be a fun time. We'll look
1: Absolutely. Uh, get in on all of our fantasy football competitions uh, throughout the season or before the season starts here. because It's right around the corner. Everybody's in training camp. Don't it feel great? And we're starting to see all of the uh, all all of the clips from practices come out, and we we already have the the wheel of hype. Starting. Oh yeah,
2: Aaron Rodgers' fifth MVP season starts now. <laughs> Slingshot engage. If I see one more video of him throwing back shoulder fades to Garrett Wilson, I've already shown take two of them. That's just today, and I haven't been here that long.
1: He has indeed, and uh, I'm already sick of it. Honestly. That's fine. I'm already- That's fine. I thought I was going to be all on board with this because it was, you know, my idea that you guys pick up Aaron Rodgers. But I'm already, I've already got Aaron Whiplash one day into camp.
2: Ah, you'll be fine. You just, you know what? You just go to Tampa Buccaneers.com and, and watch some sweet overthrows by your four foot seven quarterback. Hey, watch Baker Mayfield. He completed a pass at camp today. Yay! It was to a water boy. And he wasn't looking. He <laughs> caught it out of fear.
1: Uh, the fun—the fun of the NFL season has arrived. We've got contract talks to get into. We're going to talk about pressure spots. Who's under the most pressure for this
2: upcoming season? Uh, today's daily draft. We're—we're going to try something we've never done before. We're leaving it up to you. We're going to let the—the the listeners of this here program on the YouTube's uh send in your your ideas for the daily draft i I mean i'm gonna be honest with you this was a bit of a cop-out because i was fully i had one fully planned and then tank went you you know we already did that right (laughs) no sir i did not know that because today was an eye-opening day for me yeah why because i had lunch at at one of the finest establishments in north america the taco bell (laughs) Which uh, all of you, look, all of you that throw shade at Taco Bell, you're not cool. We all know where you're at. We all, look, we all went to college. We all had one too many domestic lights and 1 a.m. rolled around and guess what was open? That purple bell. Right. She was lit up. And you know what she did? She took care of you. And you do on her and you should not do that. And the volcano, Adam Black, our resident uh, uh, pastor of the house, volcano's back. See, for me, it wasn't back. Because I'd never had it before. Mm-hmm. Was, so it was my first volcano experience. So, was it good? I, I'm going to make a sweeping declaration right now. If Taco Bell ever takes that away from me, I will boycott them the same way I did with the Mexican pizza. Okay? I don't, I am not personally of an understanding belief of how you can take the same seven ingredients and just repackage them a different way. And turn it from awesome to awesomer. I, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> it is a great feat that Taco Bell has had a little lava sauce on uh, on the burrito. Lava sauce. I don't know what it is. Tastes, tastes mighty fun. Okay. It, it could be lava. I, it, it could be, be grunt up horse hooves. I don't
1: know. It was awesome. <laughs> so you, you, so it changed your life is what you're saying. Uh, well, and I mean, you'll boycott to, uh, Taco Bell in the same way that you did the Mexican pizza, which means I'll still go there and begrudgingly buy your stuff, but I will relentlessly complain about not having the one thing that I miss. And, and it, it,
2: bingo. That's it, exactly where we're at. I'll still eat your food. Every time I order through that drive-through, there's going to be some anger and vitriol, and I don't know. I I mean, there's also a new there's a... also a new girl that works in the the window at the at the Taco Bell. Hey, look, we're at Radio Ranch, so we don't have a ton of options. that are within very quick driving distance. You all know I hate driving, and she was just lovely. I always love seeing somebody that works at a fast food establishment that's in a good mood. Mm-hmm. A because it's incredibly rare. B, it's incredibly rare that fast food is fast. Do we need to stop calling it that because those adventures take twenty to thirty minutes virtually every time I do them? <laughs> this one did not. Right. So it was it was quite the delight.
1: I mean I get I get the love for Taco Bell. I was raised on cheap Taco Bell food. The problem for me with Taco Bell is now it's no longer cheap.
2: Hold on. So you don't think Taco Bell is cheap? Nope. What is cheap? Nothing anymore. I was about to nothing say nothing is that, cheap anymore. That, see, cheap I is used to a be able to go scale. into
1: Taco Bell and spend five bucks and get more food than I could carry out of there. Sixty nine cent yeah, and, tacos and stuff, and 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 now they think that it's made out of gold. No, it's the same crap. They're just charging you eleven dollars for it now, rather than five.
2: Hey, you take that back. There is nothing at the lovely Taco Bell that is not awesome. Except the crunch wrap, and I just that found out a way to like fix that crunch. and I will be documenting that the next time I get a document. Yeah. But that's called inflation, grandpa. <laughs> you just sounded like you were ninety years old. I used to go to the McDonald's and get three cheeseburgers for a nickel. Well, now a nickel falls between your your the, the, the dashboard of your car and you just go, Oh, it's dead yeah, forever. Man. I'll
1: find it one day. Yeah, that's
2: how it's, it's I'll it's suck that inflation. up in the
1: vacuum cleaner
2: later. That's called inflation. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of inflation, that's that is the perfect transition.
3: I'm your huckleberry to our
2: first one of those of the day uh curtis davis with a, a very aggressive super chat which we thank you for mightily said finally can we put the the spanos are cheap owners to rest i keep hearing that for years and since they moved to la they just keep proving that it's false but the haters of the team and the spanos family just keep saying it and that is the first topic of the day Indeed, because justin herbert can now buy um let's see let, let me math this he can buy 40 million volcano burritos if that's how he so chooses to use his uh his his earnings he could eat nothing but volcano burritos for the rest of his life because mm-hmm. he got a bag five years 262 and dollar
1: contract extension with the los angeles chargers and you know he's gonna get 133 of that in full guarantees it's a great contract for him
2: I'd it's a great like contract for the chargers I I agree. You now have 40 guys or you have four guys who have cap charges of over $30 million, which I think is exactly what Curtis Davis was trying to say of you use things against people for the long haul because they do something for a while, then they change their course because the revenue streams changed and now they're not the same person. And I'm looking at the Chargers. You're now locked into Herbert for 7 years. Mm-hmm. which is ideal you now know you are set at the most important position in all of sports i think you have a bevy of talent around him mm-hmm. but what does all of that mean what do you mean what does it mean in terms of where you're at with the chargers moving forward do you feel any differently now than you did a year ago
1: no How can you? You knew this was going to happen. You knew they were going to get the deal done. You knew they were going to have Justin Herbert uh, for for the future. For
2: me, it's not the Justin Herbert thing. For me, it kind of goes into, uh, and I promise you, I did not plant Curtis Davis to say that in a super chat. It just so happened he took the words directly out of my mouth. We have always thought of the Chargers as a second-rate franchise because they didn't spend the money to the level that somebody like Jerry Jones did. Mm -hmm. That's not the case anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. It's also, with our, our topic of the second hour of who's under the most pressure, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you a tease of one. If Brandon Staley isn't in your top three, I think you're doing recreational crimes. Mm-hmm. Because for me, he's one, two, and four. And it all falls back onto three words. Kellen Moore. End of message. Repeat the line. If you can't have one of the best... Hot shot young offensive coordinators. Because how many times did we talk about Lombardi and the offense? And, well, it's there's nothing origin, uh, original about it. Well, they still put up a lot of yards. Mm-hmm. Still scored a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to do that now, if not as much as you did before, then even more than you did before. And this all falls back on to, can you stop anybody? You should be able to. Mm-hmm. As much money as you've spent on it
1: with Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson and Bosa and... You've got all the talent mm-hmm. in the world. There's literally no excuse for Brandon Staley anymore. But no, it doesn't make me feel any
2: different. It does for me. It does for me and and we've we, when we come back after uh, uh Jeremy's charitable uh humanitarian efforts of, f- <laughs> of Friday and Monday. Your philanthropy retreat. 100%. That's I'm out I'm out doing the Lord's work. That's that's really what I'm doing. <laughs> a really nice way for saying i'm playing golf for charity and in one of those days i can't drink beverages and tomorrow i'll tell you why it'll be a place that you can see me doing things i uh, we're gonna do power rankings of where we feel about the nfl going into camp mm-hmm. be our first debut power rankings i cannot place the chargers any lower than four wow that's That's pretty high. I've tried as hard as I can because that's how I do power rankings. All right, I'll write them down 1 to 32, and then I start tinkering of straight stream of conscious, this is where they'd go. Mm -hmm. I I think I had the Chargers at 7 when I did it the first time. And the more I've gone back and tinkered, the higher they keep going. I can't have them in front of Cincinnati because I've seen Cincinnati do it. Yes. I can't have them in front of Kansas City because I've seen Kansas City do it. Yes. I can't have them in front of Philadelphia Eagles because I've seen the Philadelphia Eagles do it. Yes. Name me the ne- and next Buffalo Bills. You ever seen them do it? Mm-hmm. Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills have seen done get nothing to the playoffs. I've seen them win playoff games. Okay, I've much seen, more than the Chargers. Uh, not much more. Uh, the Josh Allen experience. How many playoff wins he got? Oh, okay. What? It's not that drastic. Three or four. Uh, three. Yeah, there you go. It's three. And I feel like the reputation of the Chargers precedes them. Of that they have been this franchise for so long. Well, so were the Bengals. The Bengals were that, were that franchise times five. Then Joe Burrow shows up and it's all hunky-dunky. Mm-hmm. A, Joe Burrow is a better prospect than Justin Herbert. Now, in terms of where they slide in the, or slot in the Pantheon of quarterbacks, he's in the top five. I mean, for me, Burrow's two could argue that he's won but pat mahomes has just got a resume that's better right but you're telling me definitively you th- you like josh allen better
1: yeah i think everything as a whole i, I like it
2: better I, I i don't know that i agree with you okay because we talk about this well he's a winner is he is, is he a winner or are the buffalo bills and the chargers the exact same team right now and i feel like one has plenty of room to grow and i'm not sure that buffalo's not capped out what Buffalo do to get better? What position group on that team do you look at and go, yeah, they're better now than mm-hmm. they were a year ago? Yeah, maybe the offensive line. Maybe. Do some tweaks on that. Maybe. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. The Chargers, can they be, and, and I'm using this in, in very broad strokes, can they be worse than they were last year? Because you had two elite pass rushers. You didn't rush the passer at an elite level. You couldn't stop the run to save your life. Mm-hmm. Didn't run the ball particularly well. Still made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You were still up 27-0 in the first round of the playoffs. Should have cakewalked into the second round. And then what happened? Oh, your offensive coordinator forgot to. <clears throat> hadn't done this in a minute. Do many. it. Run the damn ball! Yes! And it's not going to be a problem with Kellen Moore. That's why you went out and got him. And, and the point of what I'm trying to say here is there are no excuses anymore. Mm-hmm. There is nobody else for this to fall back on. Herbert's taken care of. He's going to be here. That's the way it is. All these high-paid assets that they have, they're going to be here. The one piece of this franchise that is not completely entrenched is Brandon Staley. And I'm telling you right now, if this team starts slow and they're slow, then somebody else is slow. Mm-hmm. You start three and two. Uh, he better start putting his stuff in uh, in those sweet little boxes that seemingly every office has. With the contract, Justin Herbert
1: now makes an average annual value of $52.5 million, which is the highest among quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson at 52, Jalen Hurts at 51. And that begs the question, how nanners is this going to get with Joe Burrow? Well, joe took to social media earlier today we'll talk about that up next here on espn
3: asheville at ingles we're all in for summer whether you're hitting the trails hitting the water or hitting the golf ball we have everything you need for the perfect picnic the greatest grill out and the best beach vacation we know that the mountains are calling the open road awaits and that pool party is ready to rock So head on over to Ingalls and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
4: our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great at home trust bank we're proud of that and that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate home trust bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy visit your local home trust branch or go to hgb.com forward slash mortgage.
0: The sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football.
1: With Justin Herbert signing a five-year contract extension for $262.5 million, he now makes the most AAV amongst anybody in the, in the league. Average annual value of that deal is $52.5 million. That puts him number one. Now, the next in line to get signed to an extension is going to be Joe Burrow. $417 billion. And I'm wondering if that's how that goes. I'm wondering what path do they, do they take here? Uh, will Joe Burrow be willing to sign up for the Patrick Mahomes type deal where he gets 10 years at half a billion dollars or just a little, just a shade over that, only 550 million dollars, give him 55 year, 55 a year annual value, or does he take a shorter deal, like Justin Herbert got, get another bite at the apple? I mean, not that he wouldn't after 10 years, but the way the market is growing, because it's only going to continue. Right, as we get a new wave of quarterbacks in, after Joe gets his money, then it's the next wave of quarterbacks, and a few years from now we're going to have you know Trevor Lawrence signing his big deal. A couple years after that, we're going to have Caleb Williams and Drake May. We project that they're going to be getting their big deals, and it's going to get to a point where oh my God, this is a terrible value. I mean, an amazing value for us if we can sew him up for longer.
2: Mm -hmm. That's why if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals. I see this deal, I see it, Mm -hmm. and and I know the logistics of this are a pain. I go to him and go, 10 years, $500 million. You in, you out. $500 million is generational wealth.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: No more bites at the apple, you'll be, what, 34 years old? Mm -hmm. You would get another bite at it. You wouldn't just be capped at $500 million. Sure. But I'm looking at Kansas City that's where i want to be mm-hmm. because this is getting and it's not going to stop it's just like what you were saying about taco bell i would argue you should be angry with the government not our <laughs> wonderful friends at the bell but inflation's going to keep happening mm-hmm. That's and why these I'm, salaries are going to keep going up that's why part of me thinks
1: i wouldn't do the long-term deal If you're Joe Burrow? Yeah, I'd take the
2: five-year deal. I think Joe's the
1: only other one that would. I saw it coming with Pat Mahomes. I think you're right. And he, you know, this has been attributed to him on social media today that he said, I think we're going to be fine. We'll be able to sign everybody. So, to me, that tells me he's willing to take the team-friendly deal to make sure that they still compete for Super Bowls. He's a smart cat. Never doubted it.
2: No, he's a smart cat. He's also a smart cat that knows that his – his current ensemble is uh pretty good yeah hey i got my buddy jamar chase over there got t higgins got a uh, i said hey i need better offensive line cool got that yeah let's let's done it every single year for the last three as
1: long as they're doing everything they can to keep me protected and keep me in contention then i'm going to be willing to give them a break but i just don't know that i want to lock myself into a
2: 10-year deal to do it well i mean and to me that's just the difference in a team build Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying one's better or worse one is much harder it is really hard to build a team like the Cincinnati Bengals. yeah because a it takes a insane amount of luck you gotta have the number one pick that a year that somebody like joe burrow comes out you've also got to have a top five pick where you can take jamar chase you got to be able to hit on a a late or a, a early second rounder in t higgins you had Tyler Boyd, and you got to spend your free agent dollars wisely. That's a difficult build. Mm-hmm. Conversely, I don't fault Justin Herbert for going, no, I'm I'm going to get my five years, and I'm going to get my money, and then I'm going to get another shot at it. Mm-hmm. Because who is he looking – all right, think about the discrepancy in those two teams. Who is Justin Herbert looking around at right now going, i got to pinch pennies so Blank gets their money? Who's the high-end young guy that will be around here in in the next five years that comes up on a deal? Right. And I'm not saying that drafted well. Quentin? Maybe. It's the only one I can think of. Maybe. Uh, Sloan Jordan says, I don't see how the bona fide franchise guy would be opposed to the tenure deal. Well, I can tell you why. Because it's not. Justin Herbert's looking at it going, I I don't have to pinch pennies for Keenan Allen. He's gotten all his money. I don't have to pinch pennies for Bosa he's already been paid mm-hmm. I don't have to pinch pennies for Khalil Mack he's made a jillion dollars and Curtis Davis hit it Sean Slater oh yeah okay I didn't hit you for 60 I could have mm-hmm. and I guarantee you when I signed this deal I looked at you and said Sean Slater better be it better, better be factoring into your decision process here. right right that's a guy that just missed an entire year so it's not it's not the same commitment to him that it would be to Jamar Chase. Jamar mm-hmm. Chase has been the best receiver in the NFL for two years. Mm-hmm. Tim and Justin Jefferson in the message, repeat the line. Devontae Adams is up there, but he's considerably older than the other two. Right. And so, yes, I want these guys taken care of, but you've given everybody else these big free agent dollars. You gave Khalil Mack the money. You gave J.C. Jackson the money. Oh, I mean, I'll give you a discount because I want to be here. I like it here. Mm. I like it in L.A. I'm a California kid. But in terms of, am I going to do the 10-year deal? You haven't necessarily proven that to me. If I'm Joe Burrow, I went to a Super Bowl my second year in the league. Almost went to one last year, just came up against the buzzsaw that is Pat Mahomes. (laughs) Right. If I'm Herbert, I'm a little bit more, okay, what what are we going to do with this coach? What what are we going to do with this goober that we were up 27 to nothing You because I did my part, and then he forgot how to – running the damn ball, mm-hmm. what, what do we do there? I don't fit, I, if I'm Joe Burrow, I feel better about Zach Taylor than I would about uh, Brandon Staley if I'm Justin Herbert. Agreed. And that's just the discrepancy to me. I'm not saying anyone's wrong. If Joe Burrow says, nope, five years, five years, $300 million, that's where it starts. Yep. Am I going to fault him?
1: No. 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 I think the basement of whatever deal he gets next has to come in at 55 a year. I think that's where it stands to reason because that's, I mean, I'll ask for 60, but I'm not taking less than 55 a year and the duration is, is, is up to him. I mean, even if he signs a 10 year contract and all of a sudden three years from now, four years from now, these contracts are up to 70, $80 million a year for quarterbacks. That's a, that's a renegotiation time. That's uh I'm still one of the best of the league and now everything's bl- exploded and now you have to re up with me.
2: Can I give you a uh I mean, you know I love conspiracy theories. Yes, sir. If I'm Joe Burrow, I want to get this done in camp. That, that's my objective. Mm-hmm. Herbert set the baseline, we're good. I would really intently be looking at Kansas City and Chris Jones. Can you get that deal done? Because mm-hmm. Mahomes took what is now looking like the greatest value in sports. I'll be willing to do that, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go to the ownership and go, <laughs> when Jamar comes up, he gets what he wants. Because he's not getting $50 million a year. He's in that $30 million range. Don't blink at it. Yeah, You blink at it that I'm going I'm to make this really difficult on you. And and we can have this, this handshake agreement of we're all buddies here. We're all looking out for each other. My guys are getting paid. Yep. I'll take that 10-year deal. You better not blink at anybody. Kansas City really hasn't. Chris Jones is the first one they've really... I mean, Tyreek Hill, but there's a difference there. Mm -hmm. I think even Tyreek Hill knows that. He wanted out as badly as they wanted him out because they didn't want to commit that kind of money to him. They don't feel like they have to. Mm -hmm. Chris Jones is a different story. And if I'm Burrow, I'm watching that with a very intent eye. Okay. And a very open-ended conversation with my management of, Hey, you see how Kansas City's in the uh, AFC Championship game every year? Yeah, we can do that same thing because we're built the same way. The only thing we're missing is Andy Reid because I don't think Zach Taylor's that. We got all the other pieces. I can keep putting you there, and you get me on that field, I'm going to be there a considerable amount. Any path he takes less than Justin Herbert just got. You're going to tell me I'm crazy, but for so- I don't know what it is about Joe Burrow. I don't know if it's because he's from Ohio. I-, I I don't know what it is. But there is part of me that I heard that deal and I went, would I be stunned if he went 10 years, $50 million, and got $400 million of it guaranteed? Would it shock me? No. 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 It wouldn't, and I don't know why. No. I can't tangibly give you a reason for that. Because Justin Herbert's a California kid
1: mm-hmm. well, in L.A. It's because it, It's because of the attitude. It's because of how Joe carries himself. And when he talks to the media... He's just the coolest cat in the world like he just he never feels the pressure he never buckles when he's asked a question I mean other than the Caleb Presley interview that that was quite funny if you haven't seen that you'll find it on your social media I'm sure it'll pop up at some point Caleb Presley who famously went to AC Reynolds uh, he is he's got to deal with body armor the Sports drink company. Yeah,
2: I found out that had coconut in it. And I, uh, I genuinely, it I does. don't know that I've ever felt more betrayed. Because <laughs> I drank like four of them.
1: Well, apparently Joe just signed on and they had a welcome to the body armor team interview with Caleb Presley and Joe Burrow, where Caleb just asked him some amazingly funny questions.
2: That's Uh, that's what he does. Right. Oh, yeah. Caleb Presley is without a doubt the funniest person in sports
1: media. (laughs) He is. I won't go that far, but I will say he's one of them. Um, I don't know who you even think could be. I mean, Pat, I mean, I mean. There's some of the big hitters that I would put Caleb behind, but he's very good. I'm not trying right. to slight Caleb at all.
2: All right. All right. I, I will concede to a 1A and a 1B of Caleb <laughs> Presley and Pat McAfee. Yeah. I just, you know, this is my whole market, so I'm hoping that <laughs> you, my loyal listeners, would trust Jerry Bugs in there somewhere right. in that top right. five or six. Uh, but,
1: you know, anyway. Uh, he he never backs down. He com- he seems completely genuine and completely honest with you when he, you ask him a question. And he's talking about his teammates. He's just the ultimate team guy. He's but got I the perfect like answer that, for everything. I
2: feel like Herbert's that too, but it's different. And I can't really put my finger on why.
1: We'll, we'll see. I think the difference is that, that Herbert is not on that level yet. Talent-wise he's on that level, but as far as star-wise, he doesn't have the appeal. He doesn't have the reason to have the cameras in his face because his team hasn't been past the first round of the playoffs. Once he so starts that's your doing it, it's
2: just because of the the team's successes. Yeah,
1: yeah, and when people start to understand that, maybe they'll have that feeling about Justin Herbert. But I don't know. It's just something about Joe that makes me feel like maybe he is the genuine article. Maybe he is like Patrick Mahomes. Because if you watch the quarterback series with Pat I mean, he made it completely
2: are clear. They, are, are they paying you an endorsement deal like every time no, you mention that? it was It
1: was just a great series. And it gave you a window into the mindset of each one of these guys. I have so much more respect from Patrick Mahomes now. I have so much more respect for Kirk Cousins now. And Marcus Mariota, like I said when the show first came out, I could do without that storyline at all. I don't need to know anything about a failing quarterback in the in the league. So it's it didn't just,
2: make you more likely to let him c- carry your car insurance two years from now, and that's what he's doing for a living.
1: not really, not really. I mean, he's got a cute, you know, he's got a, he's got a cute little girl to support. So I might throw some bones his way just because I know he needs, you know, he'll need the work. He'll need he'll have that cute little girl to support in his family. But other than that. There's nothing that I took away from that for Marcus, but for with the other two, I get Kirk Cousins more now, and I get Patrick Mahomes more now. Just to hear him talk about, I signed the deal with Kansas City because this is where I want to be, and I'm never going anywhere else. This is my home now. I bought all that they show you him building his new house, which is you know already up and running now. But during the season, I mean, he was I built this playland, basically this Neverland Ranch kind of place in Kansas City. Well, it's got, it's got, I tubs have made that comparison. And, well, I mean, it's, it's one of these palatial mansions. That's got everything you could ever want because he wants to be there and honestly thinks he's going to be there forever.
2: Yeah. We need to find something that's between Neverland ranch and the playboy mansion. Cause that's <laughs> really the two palatial estates. <laughs> Very different. You should, let's lead to that second, one. always
1: different activities were going on in those places. Uh, anyway. Sports tank is.
2: Sign a new contract and all. He's just trying to get fired on day one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Anyway, I I don't know. I just, I think Joe Burrow might actually be the real deal. And it's not just I'm saying the right things in front of the camera. I think he actually believes them.
2: I just, I, I feel like we need to understand how lucky as a football fan base that we are of how unbelievable, a quarterback era we're in that you're looking at somebody in Justin Herbert that has had arguably from a statistical standpoint, one of the most impressive three-year runs we've ever seen had arguably the best rookie year I've ever seen out of a, uh, out of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we can't even put him in that top tier. He's now the highest paid player in the league and we can't even get him there solely because he hasn't won. Meanwhile, he's got Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes in his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not the uh, this is not the era of it's just Tom and it's just uh, uh, Peyton and all the other ancillary pieces. We'll fill those in as we come along. Justin Herbert, we're nine here easily.
1: Justin Herbert is the Ben Roethlisberger of that era. Like he's going to be the third Charger just fan, on the
2: outside. I think every Charger fan in America would sign up for Ben Roethlisberger right now.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But Joe Burrow, there ain't no cl- there, there is no question that he's going to get his bag. But I won't be shocked if he ends up taking the team deal and making less AAV than Justin Her- Herbert, even though he deserves at least, what, 15%, 20% more
2: than Justin Herbert, just on what he's accomplished already. I, I mean, and I guess I come to the point of, what does it matter? I, I said this when Pat Mahomes signed his deal. Oh, it's going to be a great value. Y- yeah. What is what tangibly is the difference between four hundred million dollars and six hundred million dollars? Actively, Pat Mahomes owns a, a house with a golf course on it. Mm-hmm. He owns part of the Kansas City Royals. I, I think he's doing just fine. Yep.
1: Uh GG Gambling, uh, or excuse me, Sloan Jordan uh, said that apparently they wanted Stafford for season two of the quarterback series. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm gonna
2: be retired by then right.
1: as the as the vet guy. No, thank you. I'm I'm not
2: interested in that. Uh, he also said they apparently approached Justin Fields, and he said no. That really surprises me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. That he really would,
1: surprises he me. He should want to be on that show.
2: I feel like a lot of these guys should want to be on these shows. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers didn't want hard knocks around with the Jets. I get that out of a 38-year-old quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't so much understand it out of a 22-year-old. But I will say this, 23 or whatever Justin Fields is, I will say this, it is encouraging to me that he said no. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is
1: CSPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now.
5: I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com, or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process.
2: Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A pre- mere off-road center for jeeps trucks and suvs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be check out their location right here in western north carolina at 85 avery creek road call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at the outlawoffroad.com Boy, you must be
1: outside
0: your mind.
2: The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner
0: and missed.
1: It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. And everybody wants a piece of history, right? You just, you know, you see, and, and and I'm a guy who looks for a deal. So if I can get a piece of history and a deal on, on the thing. I'm going to be very interested. It's a really nice way of saying you're cheaper
2: than dirt. Well, I am. In my day, we could get 27 tacos for 18 cents. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, So when I see that you you can buy a car that actually works for $23, I'm interested. You have piqued my interest. Although... Then that boomer side of me comes out where it's it's, it's new technology involved, and I'm not sure I want to, you know, give them my information. Uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan has a car that is being put up for sale for the low, low price of 23 U.S. doll hairs. And it's going on something called the WhatNot app. Have you ever heard of the WhatNot app? Yes i have not is this just like is this like a flea market app is this is like Kinda. facebook marketplace you get a
2: lot of trading cards are, are sold there okay cowboy zach hurst uses uh whatnot to 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 move merchandise ah i gotcha um he's apparently slid into like professional wrestling merchandise too interesting. which i didn't realize there was that level of a market for that but there is
1: apparently so michael jordan He's got a big car collection, and he's getting rid of one of his cars. 1996 Mercedes-Benz S600 Lorencer that can be had for $23. So how they're going to do this is you go to the WhatNot app, and you can sign up for it, and then you can enter your $23 bid or whatever it is, and then Jordan or the auction house or whoever is going to pick somebody. This isn't like a regular auction where you have to outbid people, and it starts at twenty three dollars. Nope. All your bids are twenty three dollars. Yeah. All the bids are twenty three dollars, and they're going to pick one random person that will own Michael Jordan's nineteen ninety six Mercedes Benz S six hundred Lorenzer outright. Now, the Kelly Blue Book on this thing when it came, when it first came out as a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car. Obviously, over time. Value drops on cars like that. I can't believe you didn't do the Chris Rock.
2: Good lord, that's a lot of Goody money. Good
1: lord, that's a lot of money. I am shocked you didn't do that. Right there. The, uh, now, it books for between three and five grand. But also take into account the fact that this was owned by Michael Jordan. This is not a 1996 Mercedes Benz has been sitting in a field somewhere.
2: Well, I mean, the car's worth three thousand right? dollars.
1: It's three to five thousand dollars depending on the condition. You know this thing's in immaculate condition. I don't feel like this has been sitting untarped somewhere and it's just rusted out. I had to imagine Michael Jordan keeps his cars pretty clean. So you're gonna get a good working machine for twenty three bucks. There again, is it is it worth signing up for the whatnot app? I just don't know.
2: I, I and the only thing I can the only thing I can currently hear is tank gets Michael Jordan's car, and he goes full George Costanza like when he bought John Voight's LeBaron. 100%. Driving around in Michael Jordan's car. (laughs) (laughs) And you could do that, too. Uh, My story is about somebody that is very quickly becoming one of my favorite personalities in all of the sports world. And, you know, it's weird. Why is it that I, the tight end, whisper, and I seem to want to hang out with all of the tight ends? George Kittle, mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. now Travis Kelsey. Because they're meatheads. Yeah, that's and so am I. And you know what? If you want to know if if you and I would get along? Ask yourself this question. Are you open to the idea of 18 domestic lights on a Tuesday night? Because if you are, we'd be best friends. Travis Kelsey has a podcast, does it with his brother, it's called New Heights. And on this week's particular episode, he detailed uh, an idea he had. Where he was going to take his shot. Never begrudge a man for, for taking a shot. Mm-hmm. And you may ask, what was he taking his shot at? You miss 100% of the shots you never take. 100%. And, and he missed this shot, but it wasn't because he didn't attempt it. It was because he wasn't given the ability. <laughs> he went to a Tay Tay concert. Ugh,
3: that's, yeah, that's why that's where I'm that?
2: like, okay, why are, why are we doing this? He came up with an idea. They apparently give out these friendship bracelets at Taylor Swift concerts.
1: I have heard about that.
2: Uh, he was going to take one of them and give it back to her with his phone number on it. <laughs> which <laughs> let's good for you. Go. Let's go. You know the problem is she refused to come out and see him. Can you imagine being Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Just goes, nope, I won't do it. One hundred percent.
1: Apparently, is she's is an she...
2: Eagles fan too. Yeah.
1: Uh, did Maybe she's still
2: salty about catching that ale. Absolutely. In the Super
1: Bowl. If they just said Jason Kelsey's outside, she she probably would have been like, "Who's that?"
2: But I mean, honestly, do we believe that Taylor Swift knows the names of NFL players? There was also another little trinket of information in there. Kelsey in the in the back and forth said, "I was disappointed that she doesn't talk before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for the forty four songs that she sings." There aren't four Taylor Swift songs that I don't that I am not convinced convinced are being used by the government to torture us. Mm-hmm. Forty four. What? Who would sit through that? That's what you're paying all this money to go see, brother. Not only do people sit through that,
1: people collect the rain and try to sell it from the stupid concerts. I uh, don't get it any kind of bit. Here's another uh, thing: Have you seen these silent concerts? the taylor swift silent concert. Oh,
2: is that where you put on headphones?
1: And all of the annoying yeah. women that show up to the song to the to the show are just singing with no background music? I, that is my nightmare. You always said your nightmare is having to take a woman to a golf course on a date. My nightmare no. is a thousand women just singing a cappella to taylor swift songs. No,
2: that's not my nightmare. I mean, I don't I don't want to do it. Because that's like my <laughs> first of all, I'm entirely too competitive. You don't want you don't want to go on a date with me, and HWA will attest to this. In anything that could be competitive, she's gone to a golf course with me and driven the golf cart because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to. I mean, I'm getting angry enough for the two of us because the driver's not doing what I'm telling it to do. No, my let's see, what is my nightmare? Uh, four more years of Joe Biden. Sorry, oh. Okay, I'm, God. oh Make them it. laugh, make them laugh. No, that's that's not it. Um, God, what is my nightmare? Bird aviary. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm arrested and I'm sentenced to 20 years taking care of Taylor Swift's birds. Uh, that's my nightmare. Mm-hmm. That's my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, the silent concert thing doesn't surprise me. Like, Right as I was getting out of the bar business, that's when the silent nightclub thing really started cranking up
1: i don't know what that is is that where everybody has the same music headphones on and they just dance
2: yes that's terrifying yeah it's so it's completely silent in the room but it has all the club lights and everybody's wearing headphones i've never understood exactly how you're supposed to communicate in one of those i mean not me it's not for me by any stretch of the imagination hey
1: how about this don't try to don't try to communicate during concerts it's a great idea
2: I I can't tell you how many shows I've been
1: to over the years where some guy is like trying to talk to me during a song. And of course he's screaming and shouting and I don't read lips and I can't hear a damn thing. Don't talk during concerts.
2: Sloan Jordan said our quarterback went to a Taylor uh, went to back to back nights of a Taylor Swift concert and was jamming to all 44 songs. Now you want to get me, you want to get me to a Taylor Swift concert? flank me with aaron Rodgers and travis kelsey let's go (laughs) and we're gonna have a whale of a time because i don't know what kelsey's bringing but i know jeremy's got the beers aaron's got the psychedelics and you know what travis kelsey's probably just gonna spend the entire night trying to pick up women and me and aaron Rodgers are gonna be sitting here like can you believe this guy Aaron Aaron bring
1: the booze aaron brings the crimes and travis and uh, he just brings the hammer that's that's his role
2: i mean you're not wrong right i mean Aaron Rodgers, airs gonna be like i'm too old for this he'll be like i'm too married for this and we just sit back and smell sounds and taste colors maybe we'll bring bill walton with us nice he seems like somebody that would be into that
1: it is the sportsocracy this is espn Asheville. i'm not into it at all um I, I just don't understand it i don't understand the tay tay thing is, is there any ce-
2: is there any celebrity that you would swing your shot at with uh with friendship friendship bracelet
1: with a friendship bracelet
2: because yeah, i totally could see me doing this
1: yeah but you'd try to do it to pat mcafee and that gets you a cease and desist
2: I, I you know what you know what <laughs> irritates me is when you steal the joke from me before i finish <laughs> like you knew exactly where i was going of with course that. i did you show
1: up to college game day in Charlotte uh, for the Carolina-Carolina game, and you're going to try to hand him a friendship bracelet, and he he might just do a moonsault off the stage onto you. Oh, I'd take it. To get you. No doubt.
2: If hey, Pat And, McAfee that, and looks I, at I need me-
1: somebody to sound clip
2: that oh, I, and no send doubt. it to Oh, us. I'd take that
1: bump for sure.
2: Like, if Pat McAfee looked at me and went, I'm going full swanton off this stage, my <laughs> only response would be, Let's go. This is the greatest day of my life. Um, he can do the same thing to me that Stone Cold Steve Austin did to him. You're just going to eat stunners and then I'm going to pour beer on your face. And then I would get up and go. Greatest day of my entire life.
1: <coughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't I don't think there's one of those that I would take my shot at. I long said years ago, I'll never give a man a friendship bracelet. Never again. It didn't work out the first time i can't take that kind of rejection jeremy's bangers for the night (laughs) in the hall for the next seven minutes (laughs) i'll be back (laughs) jeremy's bangers for the night coming up next
5: i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa hyatt zach with exp realty serving all of western north carolina navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key i'm a native of western north carolina and i close over a home a week I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
1: Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com.
3: At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer, and the good ones, somehow, a little better. That's what family is all about, whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingles, all the ingredients for family.
2: Coffees and the clothes on. get them the
6: money. Then when you
0: get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then
5: when you get the power, then you get the money.
2: Yesterday was proof positive of rule number one when it comes to gambling. You can find it in any wagering playbook anywhere. And that rule is very simple. Don't wager baseball. That's a good way to end up with your pockets pulled out like the Monopoly man because stupid things happen in baseball all the time. But I'm going to do it one more time. That's not the bulk of it, but I'm going to do it one more time. This is Green on Green brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Most of the baseball action today starts well, it's either already started or it's starting very, very soon. So you probably couldn't actionably use anything I'm getting ready to tell you. But the Braves do play the Red Sox again tonight. Brian Bellow is awful. The Braves are not. And I still don't really understand what happened last night. So at minus 170, I'm going to try to recoup some of my money chasing bad with good. Take the Braves again. It's, it's Baseball doesn't make any sense. Anyway, the 3M championship starts tomorrow tomorrow. And this is a fun tournament for golf. And you might say, but why would I wager golf? Well, let me tell you, because in the last four years when we played this tournament, the winner of the tournament was plus 12,000 or higher. If you don't know what that means, it means that for every 100 US doll hairs you wagered on it, you would have made 12,000. That would be why you wagered golf. Now, this week, it feels like Cameron Young, who was one of those long shots, Hideki Matsuyama, Sep Straka, a few other guys. Those seem to be the smart money, and you're catching that anywhere from plus twelve hundred to plus eighteen hundred, which can make for a really good day. It's just kind of hard to depend on, and you're having to wager considerably more to make considerably less. Now, if we follow the teachings of this tournament, K. H. Lee is plus ten thousand. Now he's been. Horror awful for the vast majority of the last year, but he's really good on courses like this. And I'm throwing a flyer on it at plus 10,000. Another one, uh, Doug Grimm. He's plus 6,500. I've seen me do worse. I think Doug Grimm is one of those players that this course really fits. And so I'm going to throw two dart throws on that to give me something to watch this weekend. For more, find us on all the social medias at The Sportsocracy. And as always, Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mow it out. He's
0: a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly
2: pirate hooker. And
0: he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingles Supermarkets. And you are in the
1: Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We always come to you live from the Ingalls Studio. And we're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us live while we're on the radio here uh, on YouTube. Go to the Sportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join the chat. And it's time to talk about NFL under pressure. Because there are many, many guys in the NFL, as there is every year, that are under pressure to perform now. The question is who's under the most pressure and who can live up to the pressure.
2: Well, Bill Barnwell uh, of ESPN.com put out a top 20 NFL players, coaches, and execs under the most pressure in 2023. Now. I think that's a little biased of a headline because it was 17 players, mm-hmm. two coaches, and one GM. The GM was Joe Douglas of the Jets, which I I don't really understand. Doesn't make sense to me. You just had the greatest first round in the history of the NFL draft. And, uh, yeah, I think that buys you a little platitude. So <laughs> exactly. let's just skip by that one. Uh, there's not really a path, in my opinion, to him being
1: on the chopping block of any kind. Uh, Because you'd have to be terrible. Uh, You'd have to be
2: picking in in the top three next year. Well, I mean, that's one of those where you would fire him and immediately 11 teams would go, yeah, we do not talk to that guy. guy. Do you remember what your roster looked like when he took this job? Doesn't do that anymore. You should hold on to him forever
1: and ever and ever and ever. I mean, if I was going to put an executive on the list, it'd have to be a guy like Nick Casario. Well, I, I just,
2: for me, there's no trying to say this in the way in a way that makes sense there's obviously pressure on him because it, it i can't believe he still has a job mm-hmm. uh, the problem is that i don't see a path where he continues to have a job a year from now yeah stomiko ryans is going to look at him at some point and go hey cj stroud's not good at football and you should have just taken will anderson like i told you to. <laughs> and then we could have had caleb williams and you'd still have a job right you didn't and you don't right the two coaches were Mike McCarthy and Kevin Stefanski. I'll give you a ding for both of those, but you should have had more. I would agree because Brandon Staley, for me, should have been one on this list, mm-hmm. uh, who we talked about in the last hour. Stefanski's one of those that I feel like this is a make-or-break season for him. Solely because now you have all the talent. You have everything you could possibly ever want. You've got Jim Schwartz running the defense, and you've got all the pieces on defense. So, for me, with Stefanski, even let's say Cleveland underachieves by what I think they will do, and they go 9-8. and I'm still not firing Stefanski over that. Right. I mean, I think he does have pressure to not be bad. Mm -hmm. You have to show that market improvement that we were looking for. I don't think anybody believes they're a Super Bowl contender, but I don't think you have to be. You need to flirt with the playoffs, potentially make them. And if if you weren't in the AFC, I would say you would have to make it. But yep. well, to me, it's there's going to be real good teams right. that don't make the playoffs.
1: Right. right. Sure. To me, it's not a it's not a stone cold have to make the playoffs or else we got decisions to make. It's how does this team look? How competitive were we? Did we end up missing out on the playoffs? Did we finish third in the division, or even if we finished fourth in our division, were we at least tied and lost the tiebreaker with the third place team? Because all of those teams are going to be competitive. Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. I I can't tell you how many prognostications for the season I've I've seen that had every one of those teams win in 10-plus games. All of them. hmm You win 10-plus games and you don't make the playoffs? You can't really be
2: fired over that, in my opinion. But my problem is there should have been more coaches on this list.
1: Absolutely. Ron Rivera, chief among them.
2: You keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Is he under that much pressure?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, I, do, I don't know what it's going to take to save his job. You got a new ownership in there, and they're going to take the swing. If he's mediocre. what's oh,
2: taking the swing? I always I laugh when It'll people say that. It'll be
1: Lincoln Riley. Lincoln ain't leaving They'll USC. throw gobs of money at somebody to Lincoln, take Riley,
2: Lincoln Riley ain't leaving USC. It'd be the stupidest career move in the history of time. Mm-hmm. So to, and college coaches almost never work out. It, it's that to me, that's not taking a swing. You've got a coach that went to a Super Bowl, and so now you're going to let him go in a year that you go into a season with a second year quarterback choke in the fifth round. Why? Because he goes eight and nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're two and fifteen and Sam Howell is an absolute disaster, which I do not see any path of. Okay, now we can talk. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me they go seven and ten and. The the new ownership group goes, oh, we got to take a swing at somebody. Who? Who is that person? Some hotshot coordinator? Could happen. I mean, the success rate of that's about 22%. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, good luck with that. Yeah. I I mean, I get why you say it. I just Mm -hmm. think they would have to be awful. And there's one to me that should just be doing jumping jacks in your brain. It's Ron Howard's little brother, uh, Sean McDermott. Ah, yeah. Opie Taylor goes seven and ten. I mean, that, that's super. Crazy. I was gonna say that's way out that of the schedule's realm. evil. Uh, and, uh, we say that, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna say this. I'm gonna say the same thing about the AFC East that I've said about the AFC North. Somebody in that division is gonna be sub five hundred. Mm-hmm. New England Patriots. Oh, they find a way somehow to go eight, nine, nine and eight, ten and seven every single year. If that's the case, nobody in this division is winning as many games as we think they are. Correct. So, but for me, even, all right, let's say Buffalo, let's say the Jets win the division or the Dolphins win the division, whichever one makes you feel hunky-dunky. And Buffalo goes in as a wild card and gets absolutely dog-walked by the Bengals again. Mm -hmm. You're telling me they bring him back? Because I see no path to that. None. You're going to have to take some form of step forward, because there is no reason to keep doing this in repetitive motion. I mean, I'm getting to the point that the, the 2020s bills are the same as the 90s bills. The only difference is you're not getting a Super Bowl. Right. You're making us think you're going to, and then you never do. hmm So McDermott would have been really high on my list. Okay. I want to say Josh McDaniels, but I'm not really sure. short of learning to fly what he could do that would save his job. Mm-hmm. No matter how you look at that, uh, he was had one foot in the grave, one foot on a banana peel going into this offseason. Yes. So short of making the playoffs, I don't see a way he sticks around. Do you have any other coach? Not off the top of my head.
1: Like we've mentioned. I'm going to say one.
2: I'm going to say one. You're going to tell me I'm out of my mind when I say it. Okay. Kyle Shanahan. Really? What is the difference? Be honest with yourself. What is the difference between Kyle Shanahan and, Doug, and and Sean McDermott right now? What's the difference? Well, I mean, what I has mean, one, one done that the, been the, the other Super Super one didn't? Do what? One of them's been to Super Bowls. whoop you do? you lost them. That's better than not getting there. Uh, and you said, been to Super Bowls. That's a weird way to say, been to Super Bowl. Uh, you've been to one uh, in the dogwater NFC. And now you've let Philadelphia pass you. I don't think that's as untoward as other people. Because I'll be honest with you, if San Francisco doesn't make it to the doesn't make it to at the very least the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a head roll of either Shanahan or John Lynch, and I would lean it's probably John Lynch. Quite possible. You can't give up that much for Trey Lance, and now you're starting a five foot seven seventh round Mister Irrelevant, and nobody at any point go, how in the world did we get here? Who by the way has been cleared for practice, Brock Purdy. That's awesome. So he be... can come in and get dog walked by Sam Darnold and be oh, the backup. Stop awesome. that. <laughs> The fact that you think one of those is more talented than the other is comical to me.
1: I don't. It's not, a, it, it's not about that. It's about who they trust. And they trust Brock Purdy to get this job done. And they definitely don't trust the guy who's
2: not been successful anywhere he's been. There is uh, anywhere he's been. He played for the worst team in the NFL for four years. Mm-hmm. Then he went, to, well, three years. Then he went to the Carolina Panthers. And weird, nobody could consistently beat him out. Mm-hmm. You go get Baker Mayfield, couldn't beat him out. Well, he was a starter, and he was awful. We'll we'll let that one play out. <laughs> I almost hope it happens that they do trot Brock Purdy out there for four weeks, so just so people can see actually everything that I saw in real motion. Oh, great! With a stocked roster, he can come in and beat the dregs of the NFL. Awesome. That's a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. obviously agreed with McCarthy. And there's another one, Lafleur in Green Bay.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't really see a path for him getting fired. I mean, if they come out and they're and, and they they're come terrible, out, and they're as bad as we think they are. Like I I think, they're or as, as they, we have talked about, they could be. I just don't see the blowback. Coming on him immediately.
2: Green Bay goes 4-13. You're telling me no head's going to roll.
1: I doubt it. Who are you going to replace it. him with? That always becomes the question.
2: Well, it will, that then opens up the the can of worms of, was it Aaron or was it you? It was with Jordan Love, who was uh, this organization's guy. You were that bad. Now, I don't think they're going to be that bad.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But if they were, and I feel like LaFleur's got pressure even if it's not to, hey, I'm going to get fired. It's going to get loud on you in a hurry. Of course it is. Because you couldn't get over the hump with a first ballot, no doubt, Hall of Famer. If you regress aggressively, offensively with Jordan Love, which I think you're going to.
1: Mm-hmm. There's no other way around it, to me.
2: Even with as, as, quote, bad as Aaron Rodgers was last year. I I do love hearing that talk. Oh, he was awful. Yeah, his awful would have been the best season in the history of the New York Jets
3: franchise.
2: <laughs> Sadly enough, that wasn't, I, I wasn't being hyperbolic. That's actual truth. Mm-hmm. So all of that's in a vacuum. I, I don't, re- I mean, and then the very obvious one of Dennis Allen. You're the favorite in your division. Mm-hmm. You are a historically bad head coach, record wise. Yes. And so if you can't, if you can't win this division, you'll never get another head coaching job
1: again. No, he's on his last, his last chance. His last chance is going to be trying to get Derek Carr to the playoffs. And if he makes it, which they've got a great shot at doing, what's it going to change? You sneak into the playoffs, nine and eight, get demolished in the first round of the playoffs. I'm still firing him. I'm still getting you rid are. of him. I don't know that they are. And you may be right about that.
2: New Orleans, look, they haven't had a ton of of upheaval at the head coaching spot since, I mean, as a matter of fact, they've had none. It's been one time mm-hmm. with Gale Benson. This is a really loyal franchise, whether they should be or not.
1: Mm-hmm. But they, but but Sean Payton earned that loyalty. Mm-hmm. Dennis Allen has not.
2: Yeah, the thing you got to understand about teams that are really loyal like that, you don't, always have to earn it it's a that that's a trust that we have to have it and then once we have it it's really hard for you to lose that's something i've always said about jerry jones Mm -hmm. of you trust the wrong people well because it takes a long time to earn it but for me that would be all of the executives and all the coaches yes after the break uh, it's time to talk about players, and there <laughs> there are a few on this list that are abundantly obvious, and there's a couple that I can't believe got left off. You're in the
1: sportsocracy, and this is CSPN Asheville.
4: running a small business is no small task at home trust bank we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring your dreams are our business and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate at home trust bank we take your small business banking personally visit your local home trust branch or anytime at htb.com member fdic
3: At Ingles, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingles and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingles, low prices, love the savings.
0: The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace.
1: It is ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy live from the Angles studio. Who's under the most pressure in the NFL this season? ESPN's Bill Barnwell, um, you know, throwing out names earlier today on the Mothership website. And he missed some. Especially when we talk about the coaches and the GMs. But then The
2: players. Well, he got the first one right. Okay. Tuatunga-Vailoa is the first name that comes to my mind. Because we've already been talking about Justin Herbert, the deal he's already signed. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, the deal he's going to sign. And this is not, hey, you're not going to have a job. I would argue he's under the most pressure of any player in the NFL. Because this could be the difference between generational wealth and comfortable living Mm -hmm. because if he gets dinged up again the the 250 million dollar deal that's already not that's already not coming of course because
1: you just can't trust it he gets dinged up again uh there's there's a chance that we're not talking about him at all anymore because he might have to retire if he gets dinged up again but i'll say it this way say that he does continue to play after he gets dinged up again Five years from now, he's going to be the Marcus Mariota story on the quarterback Netflix special.
2: Well, I, I don't feel like even, I mean, and I'm not a doctor, so I, I don't know what another concussion is going to do. Exactly. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if he misses time of any kind, all right, let's say, let's take the concussion out of it. Let's say he misses six weeks of this season. For a hangnail Mm -hmm. or or whatever. Whatever. You don't ever want to forecast injuries. Right. What are you paying him? He's going into a fifth year. He would be going into a fifth year option year. And I don't feel like you could trust him at all. Mm -mm. So what do you pay him? Or do you just write out the option year? If he makes it through it, then you franchise him. And now you're in that same spot that Dak Prescott was in. Mm-hmm. because that's what I'm looking a year into the future, that's how I'm seeing this go. Okay. Nobody from Miami would ever say that. I would wager there hasn't been one formative conversation about an extension with Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, and like I said, unlike these other guys, I'm not talking about, "Oh, is he going to get fired and have to look for another job?" I'm talking about the difference between 200 million dollars and zero Mm -hmm. that's how aggressively variant this could be he was my clear number one was he yours i mean i'll 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 agree with that you had somebody else that was there's somebody else that you were thinking about
1: well and this and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with money or getting the next contract or whatever, but I, I mean I feel like Dak Prescott has to be on this list. Pretty high on this list. Explain. Because here again, we've 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 done things to make you a contender. And I feel like it's Dak's fault <laughs> that, that, that Kellen is gone. They looked at how this offense runs and how Dak Prescott performed in Kellen's offense. It just didn't fit. When Kellen wanted to throw the ball a whole lot, that's when Dak Prescott got in trouble. Well, that's kind of what Kellen Moore wants to do, right? He wants to air the ball out 40 times a game.
2: I'm not 100% sure I'm understanding what you're saying got into trouble. You lost games.
1: You put you put that much on Dak Prescott.
2: Dak Prescott's never had a losing record in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make it sound like they went five and twelve. I didn't. In the last two years, <laughs> he's eight and four and eleven and five. I can and make did either the- of those years. Did they live up to expectation? Uh, they did to me. I mean, they might not have lived up to expectation of delusional cowboy fan. Things are going to the Super Bowl every year. But I had no misgivings that this was a Super Bowl team. Hell, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think they were a playoff team going into last year. Made it to the second round of the playoffs. You gave San Francisco a quite a, a, a scare. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess here would be my under pressure. Uh, what are you going to do about it? you, you going to eat the money? No. I could make the argument the 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 exact opposite argument. Dak Prescott might be the safest person in the NFL right now because that contract is virtually impossible to move on from. All right. Ain't nobody going to touch him. And that's fine. So we're
1: going to do. He's already got his money and he's, he's going to live with it. What I'm saying is as a player, I don't think he'll, I I don't, I don't think he'll be able to live up to, he's
2: already not lived up to the expectation. And I I feel like
1: it's higher than
2: it's ever been. I, I guess I'm, Maybe I'm being skewed by the the numbers that are going to other guys. But, I mean, at $40 million, Dak Prescott is almost a 67% completion guy. Mm-hmm. Three to one touchdown to interception ratio. And he's third, uh, 25 games over 500 for his career. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure where we're not living up to anything. I mean, in a career that has spanned 2016 to 2022, You would have had to have beaten Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in any year that you've played in your career just to get to a Super Bowl. Not to mention, you would have had to have beaten Brady and Peyton in the beginning, Mm -hmm. Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and and it was at the end. Maybe I'm too rational about the Cowboys. I think you're being swayed by how irrational some of their fan base is. I don't see how he's been a disappointment in any way. He's hmm. exactly what we told you he was going to be the day he signed this deal. That was one of the first shows we ever did. And we said, this contract, uh, as the salaries escalate, it's going to look less and less like an overpay. It's what you had to do because you painted yourself in a corner. Mm-hmm. But that's what we think. That's not what they thought. I don't
1: believe that they went into this like, ah, we'll just take, you know, it, it'll be fine. And why it take Mediocre two years? stuff.
2: If they thought he was going to win a Super Bowl, why did it take two years to get the deal done? Baltimore Ravens think Lamar Jackson can win a Super Bowl. That took one year, mm-hmm. and he had huge injury red flags. And he's thin, and the way he plays subjects himself to having a shorter career. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott took two solid years. They were painted in the corner. Mm-hmm. They showed you that they didn't really believe he was a Super Bowl winning quarterback. They just didn't have a plan B. So, I mean, I I guess I get it. I just don't. How bad would it have to be? So that's where I'm at with most under pressure. What's he got to do? All right. So I'll ask this differently. <laughs> How does the Dallas Cowboys season go that we're not going into next year as Dak with Dak Prescott as the no doubt unquestioned starter of the Dallas Cowboys? I'm not saying he's going to lose his job. Uh, then where, then where's the pressure? Oh, you don't have any pressure as long as you got What's your job. The pressure? there's pressure? No pressure. I got it's, five. It's, it's fine. I've got four more years on a deal that's practically a hundred percent guaranteed you couldn't move off me if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott could come out here and go and run the offense the wrong direction. It wouldn't change anything. <laughs> because, all right, let's say they go, absolute worst-case scenario, Dallas goes 7-10. and 10. Do you really think Dak Prescott's catching the heat, or is it Mike McCarthy? Because to I me, don't th- that's a I no don't, doubt. I don't,
1: I don't think they're uh, – I, I, I think those two things can be – they're not mutually exclusive. Like, and I don't agree with you. Really?
2: We always have a fall guy in sports. It mm-hmm. is a – 100% undefeated. Mm-hmm. So let's just, I will take the worst year of Dak's career, which was by QBR, was the comeback player of the year. year. Went 11-5, mm-hmm. 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That's his worst QBR. I almost feel like that's a little skewed. But he doesn't have a whole lot of good options to choose from. He has that year Cowboys go 5-12. and 12. Whose fault is it? I mean, I'm not looking at a guy through 37 touchdowns going. Oh yeah, you were the problem. Mm-hmm. Now I could look at Mike McCarthy and go, "Holy good lord, how did you get a second job?" Just like, "Cause you are a moron."
1: <laughs> I'm not saying there's, uh, you know, that there's more pressure on Dak. I just feel like this is a very pressure-packed year for him. All right, this is a make or break, no
2: doubt. If you're still
1: on the fence about him, you're going to feel one way or the other depending on how this year goes.
2: And I guess that's where I'm getting lost is I don't see the break. I I don't see where anything – all right, let me give you a couple examples from the list because there's one that I find to be it's interesting, but I think it's stupid. Mm -hmm. Second player on the list was Josh Allen. Okay. What pressure does he feel in any shape, form, or fashion? He is going to be the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills for the next five years regardless.
1: And and I get what you're saying, but you're talking about contracts and and No, I'm talking about the
2: furtherance of your career. Buffalo Bills come out and go 3-14. and 14. Are you looking at Josh Allen? We have him as number three in the NFL at quarterback right now. Right. They go 3-14. and 14. He does the same thing he's done his entire career. Does that change anything of how you view him? No. You're going to look <laughs> at Sean McDermott and go, you are awful. Mm-hmm. And that defense fell off a cliff. Uh, you're laughing. I don't see how – I mean, the guys we, – we've had him this high for three solid years. Mm-hmm. So even if he had a bad year. Where are you putting him next year? You're going to tell me you think Jalen Hurts? I know your feelings on the guy. You're going to tell me you think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. Anything he does this year. I mean, it depends. For me, he could literally come out and cut his own foot off. And I'm still not going to say Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than him. Okay. Just, I, I, I don't see it. Okay. Maybe, I mean, my opinions tend to be steered like a cruise ship. I move my opinion very slowly. But I saw that as the second name went, that's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard in my life. It's not about – again,
1: it's not about the money. It's not about the contract. You're getting lost because
2: I keep saying that. I'm talking about your impression of the – then what the hell else is there? That's where I'm stuck on this. He's already got the money, so there's no pressure in the money. Mm -hmm. Your opinion of him is not going to sway that much. It's just not. I'll look at a list of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL – All right, right now, Derek Carr is at 10. You're telling me Josh Allen could do anything that moves you that aggressively. No. Then where's the pressure? Well, he's not winning Super Bowls. Neither did Jim Kelly, Dan Fouts, Dan Marino, John Elway until he had one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel. Mm -hmm. There's not pressure there. You're locked in. The next quarterback on the list is Kirk Cousins. There's a possibility you come out and are awful, and this is your last year in the NFL. That's pressure. You want to give me a player that's under immense scrutiny? 34-year-old, holy crap, do I have a job next year, Kirk Cousins. That's pressure.
1: Which I don't think, uh, to me, there's no no path that somebody's not going to pick him up next year. Say
2: Minnesota doesn't want him. All right uh let's say minnesota cuts him outright. maybe mm-hmm. the team that would have even the vaguest bit of interest in a 35 year old quarterback oh well, the way by the way going into the best quarterback draft we've seen in 20 years mm-hmm. who is that team new uh, england maybe
1: yeah new england new
2: england's pr- if they're as bad as we think and they're looking for a quarterback they're probably picking in the top 10 anyway maybe so you'd rather have cheap quinn ewers or 35 year old kirk cousins mm-hmm. look when you especially unathletic guys like that look at the the the, the Fall off the world that Matt Ryan had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kirk Cousins could do the exact same thing. And if you think teams won't be gunshot after what they watched with Matt Ryan, I got a bridge to sell you. Because I'm not sure where he could possibly land. I get that you like him better after this little documentary. He comes out here and does what Minnesota what I think they will do, Minnesota's going to pick in the top ten. And he will be K Sarah Sarah. <laughs> and he's going to be somebody Nobody'll touch him. I'm not saying they won't touch him, but are you right now he's making, what, $35 million? Mm-hmm. He won't touch half that. We'll not see half that money. Okay. I mean, who's, I, uh, who's
1: it going to be? I, I, I don't know. There's There are a few that could. I mean, Las Vegas is one. They burn it down. They need a quarterback. Kirk Cousins so ain't a bad roll, way to go.
2: And so you're rolling a 35-year-old quarterback. What's, what's yeah. the difference with the one you already have? You have Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. So why in the world would I burn the guaranteed money in Garoppolo to go get Kirk Cousins? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see those two as equals. But one's thirty, 130, one's thirty-five. Mm-hmm. D- doesn't make any. That would make zero sense to me. Oh, we've got Jimmy this guy can't stay healthy. They, they're not going to bail go on that. Go draft a quarterback. Uh, there's six that could potentially be first-round picks. I, I, a team that has absolutely no future as it sits, mm-hmm. as an immediate Super Bowl contender is going to go sign an old quarterback. See, to me, he was my two. Of if this just implodes, mm-hmm. yeah, you could be in a booth a year from now, and it wouldn't shock me at all. It could be. Atlanta could be looking for a quarterback.
1: That's and a team an team offense that's not that requires be... a
2: mobile quarterback, and he would lose to me in a foot race. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, trust me, I did this before we went through this segment. Tampa Bay is another one. I couldn't find. We've already done that once. We so. already took a, a,
1: you know, we already took an older quarterback, and this yeah. one's got five more years in him. And you're going to bypass Caleb Williams or Drake May? Maybe not. Things go well this off season. Or things go well this season, and when I say well, I
2: mean six, seven wins, and you're not in that honey hole to six, seven to get wins. That Guy, six, seven wins. Just basing it off the last draft, you're picking at nine. So you're gonna go Kirk Cousins instead of Quinn Ewers, or whoever winds up as three. Somebody's what gonna is? be that three. I mm. keep saying that name because he's my. That's where he's, he's at in mind right now. Right. I I don't buy it. Okay. I mean, we've just seen a history of quarterbacks getting to this age that aren't named Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, and you are. Washed away, the baby gets washed away with the bathwater, mm-hmm. and I easily see it for him. Okay, you're but I've in. I've got a few other players too.
1: All right, you're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. When we come back for the break, it'll be time to get weird. We'll continue pressure spots for 2023 amongst the NFL's players.
6: The Original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain, July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The Original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at Silverado'sWNC.com. Silverado'sWNC.com.
5: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times. And that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
0: On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Welcome back into this Sportsocracy on ESPN
1: Asheville and up in New Jersey. Uh, no shocker here that uh, scam. Uh, somebody got scammed in New Jersey. The story starts with a 76-year-old construction worker. Now, they say that as he's an active construction worker, and I'm only, I'm only spitballing here, but I believe that's got to be a union job because I don't know what job you can do as a construction worker at 76
2: years old. Uh, well, he work for the DOT because the only thing I ever see them do is spin a sign. <laughs> so, I've, I've, okay, going, maybe that's it. I've literally been going through work road work on 1923 for at least three weeks. Now, a lane has been closed every day. I have not seen one thing
3: done. <laughs> I haven't
2: seen one bit of, of tar, no asphalt, no lines being drawn, no, nothing just cones doesn't matter what time of day it is as far as the eye can see i just drive by it and it's a bunch of dudes sitting in a truck going hey you want to do something not particularly
1: 76 year old construction worker in paramus new jersey was taken in by what is called the pigeon drop scam do you know what the pigeon drop scam is i already hate it well, it's named after a bird, so obviously. Well, oh, yeah. the pigeon the pigeon in this is the mark. It's the the person that you're targeting that you want to get the uh, get, get the cash from. Well, it's promising them something that's spurious; it is not real, in return for cash. So this guy is at a Lowe's Home Improvement Store in Paramus, New Jersey, when a guy walks up to him, about in his sixties, and the guy says. I'm here on a church trip okay and I just so happened to find a bag of unmarked US currency that currently has a hundred and eighty five thousand dollars in it
2: okay this okay. sounds very suspicious.
1: I have a hundred eighty five thousand dollars in unmarked bills that are in this bag. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm in on this church trip. I can't really do anything with it right now. But if you hold on to it.
2: What are you with the Church of Scientology? Like, Why
1: <laughs> you I can't go
2: to a bank?
1: If you hold on to it for me until I can get my affairs in order and, you know, give me $10,000 in cash, that's the collateral. You give me 10000 You you hold the hundred eighty five and then i'll sort you out when i get back well, that immediately raises super red flags or should to
2: anybody yeah why but I there pay again you?
1: this guy is probably a career construction worker in new jersey and stuff like this happens all the time you've seen a mob movie i've seen a mob movie this is how mob movies go
2: my question is why can't i give you ten thousand dollars out of the bag you just handed? it like, why do I have to get you new money? I
1: see that I don't know, and I don't know why he didn't think of that. Well, if you just need ten grand, then why don't you just get here, it out let, of that let bag? Me, let
2: me open this here bag, and I'll hand you ten grand out of it.
1: So apparently, the man, uh, you know, he was trying to convince this guy to give him ten thousand dollars. And then his buddy shows up, so another con man comes in and convinces him to go down the street to the ATM, which who can pull ten thousand dollars out of an ATM? No one. Uh, construction worker in New Jersey, apparently, uh, at, who's seventy-six years old, I guess, takes it out of his retirement account or something. Ends up giving them ten thousand dollars. They leave. He opens the bag. What's in the bag? It's not one hundred eighty-five. <laughs> it's not one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. It's a whole bunch of paper that's wrapped up in bands to look like $185,000.
2: Teacher, teacher, I have a question. So you're telling me that this gent never opened the bag to see what was in it? No, sir. Okay. Now, what I'm going to say is going to sound a little crass. Have you ever heard of the term Darwinism? (laughs) Survival of... Oh, the fittest you took ten thousand dollars out of the bank Uh and somebody handed you a bag with magic beans in it and you never looked inside nope i you know my wife says i'm not a a, an overly sympathetic person this is a scenario where my sympathy meter didn't even turn on (laughs) it didn't even light up the dials
1: yeah uh, I mean, it's hard to feel bad for this guy, but I, cause I don't know how you didn't see the scam coming. If all of that, all, if all of that sounded okay to you, how about when I tell you what the dudes looked like when they came up to approach this man with the unmarked bag, the first one, like I said, about 60 years old, but he was wearing a blue suit and a tie and he had an accent. It doesn't say what kind of accent he had just says he had an accent. Then the second guy shows up, who's about the same age, 60 to 65 years old, weighing 350 pounds in an oversized white button-down shirt and gray pants with a large black bag in his hand. If you don't know that you're getting mobbed at this point, living in New Jersey, being in the construction business, I don't think I can help you. And then the third suspect that is just a person of interest in the whole scam was a 60-year-old woman who had short hair and was wearing a fanny pack
2: and a headband. You just got taken by the old folks con group. Yeah. I, (laughs) You know, and people will say I'm a jerk, but I I, I got nothing for you.
1: This is a movie. This is a
2: movie that needs to be made. I live by a very simple philosophy, and I think this no less than seven times a day. If you're going to be dumb, you better be tough. Cause life's going to be rough <laughs> Exactly. That's where it's at. Red flags everywhere. This guy just never got it. I have told a slew of stories about bad things that have happened on airlines, but I have found an airline that has given me hope. Oh, British airways. Okay. They had a flight that was going from Turks and Caicos to London. It's a pretty sizable flight. Heck yeah. Well, they got while the plane was awaiting the passengers, the crew discovered that they had had an issue with their refrigeration units. And all of the food on the plane spoiled. They had eight hours to sort this out. Mm-hmm. You've got all these people that are getting on this plane, very long flight, and you have no food. What did they decide to do? I don't know. Beanie
1: weenies for everybody.
2: Brought in the Colonel. They (sighs) ordered KFC for everyone on that plane. There are pictures of small children and just all these passengers holding their little little plates of of Colonel. First of all, I love the Mm Colonel. KFC is... Everybody wants to talk about well Popeye's and and Zaxby's and all these other chicken places. KFC, the Colonel's the, the original. The original blend of herbs and spices. Mm-hmm. That's how you solve a problem. It's delicious. Everybody gets Bojang. Or, or I mean, KFC. Look, like, I
1: like Bojangles, that, See, that'd too. be my thing. Like, you couldn't even splurge for Bojangles? Well, of this course was, it was in Turks, Turks and, and, Caicos, and Caicos, so I'm going to say
2: it. that they probably didn't have a Bojangles. <laughs> you got to remember... You know, Tank. I know you've lived in the South your entire life. Not everywhere has a bojangles on true. every corner. This is true.
1: Uh, I have been to Grand Turk and I saw no bojangles. Yeah. The only place, in fact, I saw to get food was at the Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville, and I'm pretty sure Never, that that's out of the
2: no way. <laughs> I'd eat dirt out of the uh, out of the field. Why? Uh. So you remember, you remember? You remember when we had a? Oh, I do remember when we had one of those. Yeah. The Cheeseburger in Paradise. I was trying to remember yeah. what it was called. I knew it wasn't Margaritaville, but I couldn't remember what it was. No, it was Cheeseburger in Paradise. I got food poisoning from that place that, honest to God, made me question my will to live. <laughs> okay. I have never been sick that sick in my entire life. But You ever notice that I don't eat seafood when I'm not close to the ocean? hmm That's why. That story's why. Because I had shrimp at that place. And, I don't know, about six hours later... I was I, I was praying to all the gods, just hoping one of them would listen to me and, and acquiesce the pain that I was experiencing. Nice. Which is why Jimmy Buffett's restaurant chains, his Muzak, all of it, dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> listen here, Jimmy Buffett, you tried to kill me one time, and I have never forgotten that.
1: I do think it's hilarious you would go to a place called Cheeseburger in Paradise and not get the cheeseburger. Like that's kind of, it's what we do.
2: I don't. I think I did get a burger. I think I got the shrimp as the appetizer. Ah, see that I makes think, it you probably got like remember. the coconut shrimp appetizer or something. That and, feels. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, I got something, and it was planted by Jimmy Buffett himself. And the birds <laughs> to wipe me off this planet. <laughs> and it came so close. Right. I lost 17 pounds in three days, if that tells you anything. Wow. That's aggressive. Yeah. Uh-uh. All right. Mm-mm. So KFC. Yeah, you want to know why Jeremy has a diet that looks like it belongs to an eight-year-old child? That's why. Because you know who's never done me wrong? Colonel. You know who else never done me wrong? Taco Bell. McDonald's. The fact that you've eaten at Taco Bell as much as you have
1: and never gotten sick tells me you're already dead inside.
2: Well, it, I mean, there's a difference between sick and what you're expecting. Because you I've go never to the place. gotten
1: sick from any fast food
2: restaurant other than Taco Bell, Long John Silver's. Nope. Yep. That's why they're also dead to me. <laughs> Got sick there one time. I can't even drive past that place. I smell their fryers on, and I just feel myself go. Hey, mm-mm. Mm -mm, that place needs to go out of business right now
1: you are in the sportsocracy this is ESPN Asheville and uh we'll take a quick break when we come back clean up some things from uh from training camp we got another contract that's been doled out contract extension plus we're getting some reports of some peak performances already in training camp we're only a day or two in the football's back
4: Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage.
0: The Sportsocracy.
6: Ice up, son. Ice up.
1: Back in the Sportsocracy, this is ESPN, Asheville heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And uh, we've got some things to clean up here with the the, the under-pressure topic. Still some players that we haven't mentioned who are under the most pressure for 2023.
2: Uh, Baker Mayfield comes uh, immediately to mind absolutely cuz this to me feels like his absolute last shot
1: uh, i mean it's got to be you would think after he skipped from uh you know from the browns to the panthers to the rams uh, i mean this is your last shot i still feel like there's a great possibility that they will turn that job over to somebody else at point at this point in the season or at some point in the season whether it be Kyle Trask or they have to go get somebody off the street I still feel like Baker's gonna be that bad. And then that's one that I look at. nobody's gonna take a shot on him.
2: Uh he, he is he's rather not good. I feel like Saquon Barkley belongs on this list pretty high. Because you bet on yourself.
1: Well, and and you I no get choice. why you, <laughs> well, you had no
2: choice to. And I get that. But did you see the incentives in that deal? He would have to be out of this world to touch any of those. And there, there's another part of this that I didn't think about when he signed the deal. Mm-hmm. D- you know why that was dumb, right? Why? Because it pushes the franchise tag another year down the road. So you know how if you franchise somebody two years in a row, it swells the second time? Yeah. The fact he signed that contract resets that. Mm-hmm. So we could be doing the exact same thing a year from now. And I just don't really feel like you got anything out of it. So I mean, and I can say that with all the running backs. Josh Jacobs is overplaying his hand to me. You got to look at Najee Harris and Jonathan Taylor as two guys that are that, that are coming up for deals reasonably soon. Yep. I, I think all of you need to be – you're going to have to make yourselves invaluable because we're showing, unless you're just absolutely special, we'll just go draft a rookie. Isaiah Pacheco was fantastic for Kansas City. Oh, we can go do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a few others that were actually on the list, uh, Chase Claypool. Uh, you 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 remember you remember when we said that was potentially the stupidest deal in the history of the NFL? Mm-hmm. Now just understand that he is the three in Chicago at best.
1: And he gave up a second-round pick for him. You gave up the, the. first second-round yeah. pick.
2: Yeah. And you just signed Cole Komet to a big deal. So he's – all right, your third receiver, he's your fourth option – at best mm-hmm. and you gave up the 32nd pick of the draft for him
1: which ended up being a corner that you could have used
2: yeah yeah joey porter jr that was a guy we talked about going in the top 10 how much better would you feel about that
1: defense if you had this year no i mean for the long term if you had him growing next to jaquan brisker yeah pretty significantly yeah pretty significantly
2: yeah anybody else that went on the list that
1: I mean, I feel like there are a few, but uh, again, they fall into the to to the same realm. Tony Pollard's one.
2: Uh, Chase Young is another one that it was. He was on it. Mm-hmm. I've heard some weird rumblings about him the last couple of days. I'm not hundred percent sure the next game he plays in this league is played for the Washington Commanders. Interesting. You're... Nothing may come of it, but it's gotten it's gotten significantly louder in the last. I'll say weak.
1: This is the Sportsocracy. You're listening on ESPN Asheville, the iHeartRadio app. Seeing us on YouTube, the Daily Draft, coming up next after SportsCenter.
0: He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. It
1: is the Sportsocracy ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We're heard everywhere live or on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Take us with you everywhere you go and see us live on YouTube. Go to the click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat. And today's daily draft, as chosen by the listeners, Danny Finn's fan is today's lucky winner as we're going to do your topic for today's Daily Draft, the most annoying fan bases in all of sports. Who's going first? It's a big question because, I mean, I feel like we both would have the same answer for number one.
2: I'll let you go first because I don't think that we do. You don't think we do? No, so I'll let you have whatever it is you want first since you think it's clear. I mean, it's Dallas Cowboys. We were not going to have the same. Really? I, there is
1: no other group in sports that I think has out has uh, un unrealistic expectations for their team year in and year out, and even in the middle of a season when they're you know you know at a five hundred record, they still believe they still believe that they can win and they can win the division, they can win win the playoffs. It's just so annoying.
2: Uh, And I have a slightly different take on that. I think they were annoying. Mm -hmm. There was a time that I would have agreed with you that Dallas is number one. That day passed, and there's there's two reasons for that. One, you can only get your hopes up so many times before you become self-deprecating, which is what virtually every Cowboy fan I know is today.
3: <laughs>
2: cowboy Zach Hurst is the most loyal Cowboy fan I know. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, uh, Dave McPhee, our, our buddy from the Village Porch, they both walk into situations going, "Ah, eh, one of the Cowboys are going to screw it up this time. And I seem to find that a lot. That was not my one. It was not my two. Good lord! It was not my three. My one and my two were so unbelievably easy and it is shocking how often they're the same people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Number 1, New England Patriots by 5,000 miles. <laughs> now, when you were beating everybody ragged, we still hated you. I get I we hated you, but you had a reason. You have been a a little stepbrother for 4 years now. And yet every single time you say that, well, we got six Super Bowls, and you had zero before Tom showed up, and I don't look for there to be another one coming anytime soon. Just own it, okay? We won't hate you nearly as much if you stop hearkening back to the glory days and just go, this is our comeuppance. Mm -hmm. You got the greatest 20-year run in the history of professional sports. You should take that as great luck and great happiness, and great, all of it, literally all of it. But you don't. You can't just understand that it's not going to go forever and ever and ever. Well, but we had Tom Brady, and you didn't trust me, we all know that. And there's a reason that we're all sitting back and laughing at your pain right now. There's a reason for that, Mm -hmm. because you earned it. That felt so good. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie. New England Patriot fans would not have been my one maybe a year ago.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm learning as a Jets fan. And now, Tank, I need you to be be honest with people here. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much would you say I care about the Jets? I'm accused of being a 40. I mean that's about the ballpark I would have said about a four now let me explain it if you told me right now the jets could win a Super Bowl or and I could never win another fantasy football title for the rest of my life or I could be guaranteed to win one every single year for the rest of my life but I never get a super Bowl which one am I taking
1: fantasy there
2: you go I care way more about my fantasy team and about my money. Than I do, and gambling. Mm-hmm. I gotta be, I didn't even add that layer to it. Oh, I could never win another parlay for the rest of my life. I could never win another straight-up bet. But the Jets get a Super Bowl. Seacrest out. I mean, yeah, I want it to happen. Mm-hmm. But the longer I've done this, the less I care about my personal team. If I had a dollar for every Patriot fan that has slid into a DM, has messaged us on Facebook, to say something to the effect of, this Aaron Rodgers thing's not going to work, why do you care? It changes absolutely nothing for you. We were, we were the little brother for 20-something years, and yet you still care. That makes you number one to me yep. with a bullet. Okay. All right, so now I have upset the New England Patriots fans, and not all of you are that way. We're not saying that about any of you. There are good, there are good fans in every fan base. And now I'm going to give you my 1B.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're not going to like this. I don't
1: already know where you're going.
2: What am I going to say? The Boston Red Sox. Nope. Really? Not even on my list. Really? Nope. You've been bad for long enough. You've become self-deprecating too. (laughs) I thought since you said they're typically the same person. Oh, no. I thought you were going New England Patriots, Boston Red Sox. SEC football fans, you people are so insufferable that it makes me want to pull my ears off. Mm -hmm. Because you have no, absolutely no... self-awareness of that you, yes you are the best conference in the country nobody's arguing with you about that mm-hmm. and yet you still want to argue with people about it we got it okay that's like arguing with me about well it's cloudy outside no kidding i looked out the window and you know what i saw clouds you know what i don't need god to look at me and go cloudy Every 10 <laughs> seconds. I don't need that. Okay. I don't need it. I don't want it. It irritates the sin out of me. It's yeah, funny. I mean, this coming from a Florida state fan who trust me, we're on my list or a little lower. Cause we've been bad for a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I get so tired of listening. It doesn't even matter who the team is because if you're, and here's why I put them so high, I trust me. I considered several fan bases in that conference mm-hmm. because if you're bad, like let's say Georgia were to go five and seven this year, mm-hmm. and you're not as notorious for what I'm getting ready to say, "You just go, well. We're still the best conference in America. We've been twelve and zero in the ACC. <laughs> every single time, right? Every time, and you know I'm right. Mm-hmm. He is an SEC fan, and as soon as and they're I said on it, my list, as soon as he, as soon as I said it, he went, "Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah." He nodded like, "Well, that's okay. actually better well, than that." Because I was they be. are
1: on my list. Because if you're not winning championships. If you're not before the last two years, if you're not an Alabama fan, uh, I'll put, I'll even do, be generous and put Florida in that list and LSU and you know any of the teams that have actually won a title, it's the only thing you have. Mississippi State fans don't have anything to brag about. Oh, we won the Egg Bowl. Nobody cares. Yeah, Matt Mitchell. We're SEC,
2: SEC. Yeah, Stop it. What is that that thing Matt Mitchell does? What is that called? Roll call? The reason he does that is to make fun of SEC fans. He has said that out loud. I've heard him say it. Absolutely. We're making fun of you. And I watch it every single week because it's hilarious and it's true.
1: Mississippi State, South Carolina Gamecocks, Tennessee Volunteers before last Mm -hmm. year, they all belong in that list because that's the only thing you have. I mean, we so, still love all of you. I mean, some we people all oh, Alabama are. fans. Yeah, but it's not real. You know, what's that old saying? It's not really bragging if you can back it up. Alabama no, fans still
2: bragging. It's still annoying.
1: I mean, Alabama fans fall into that category of, okay, yeah, but you are one of the best teams every yeah, year. Yeah, it doesn't change that it's annoying.
2: I, oh, I Even if it. you're right, you can still be just I get incredibly it. irritating.
1: Well, and see, and that's a perfect segue
2: into my next pick. Oh, I if, if one of your two is not the next one on my list, you did this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ohio State fans, Buckeye fans. Get him,
1: get him. Please get me. Tell tell me. We have a bunch of those. T- just so you know. Tell me where I'm wrong. Ohio State fans, super annoying. That's the, and I, that's and two I, can't, I didn't
2: have in my top five.
1: I can't get past it. I just it has ruined me. I used to kind of be like early two thousands. Like I was, I kind of pulled for Ohio State. It's when Kirk Herbstreit was just coming on. But the, now this the is just day. Ohio State football, right? Or of Ohio course, because Ohio State okay. fans. I mean, do they exist Spanger. during college basketball oh, yeah. season? I mean, I'd, you haven't been relevant in fifteen years so in
2: basketball. I don't think. I mean, they were a one seed in the NCAA tournament last <laughs> fifteen years,
1: and they lost when eh,
2: or second round than of the should. tournament. Earlier than they should have. I'll give you that. They were still running. Nobody's scared.
1: Nobody's been scared of Ohio State basketball since uh, uh, Mike Conley and and, and the big guy, Greg Oden. That was the last time anybody was concerned with Ohio State basketball. No, it's Ohio State football. Okay. I I mean, last year, I'll give you credit for it. Uh, You know, they gave Georgia a hell of a run for their money, and Georgia should have lost that game. But they didn't. Ended up losing the game what you're there you win you you win enough to back it up but you also pretend like you're the greatest thing since sliced bread it gets really really annoying i've just been seeing all of these ryan day is uh, is is as good if not better of a coach than nick saban okay you know throw that you you're throw that three-year Big Ten schedule at me. Awesome. You played two competitive teams all year long.
2: I get it. I, I don't – they have never irked me. It's – oh, God, you're going to hate one of mine. I just, <laughs> I'm just telling you, you're going to hate one of mine. Uh, my next pick comes in, and uh, it, Justin
1: Parton knows where I'm going. It's the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: Now, see, but they're – Eagles fans on the whole do not irritate me. No why? I, uh,
1: because even in the darkest times, they thought they were relevant. I get that you were good last year. And I'm... we all predicted, or at least you and I predicted, that they were going to be great last year. And it's it's all well and good. But you now, have a history that practically no other fan base can, can even touch. Well, I mean, they booed Santa Claus, uh-huh. which,
2: uh, you know,
1: Cheering I, injuries, throwing things Michael on the Irvin, field. You, you I you mean, cheered when
2: Michael Irvin got hurt. Right,
1: you're eating crap in the street after you win a Super Bowl. Like this is just, I can, I can do away with all of you because of the bad apples in your group. And I apologize to the Michael brothers for saying that. But, and, and here's another, here, here's another uh, nail in your coffin. Tay Tay's a fan.
2: I'm out. All right. Uh, yeah, Eagles fans <laughs> during the Super Bowl run, they were great. As much smoke as I threw at Jalen Hurts, I did not have one of them that was bashing me in DMs or anything like that. And as soon as I came out and said, yep, I was wrong, uh, I had probably probably 30 in some shape, form, or fashion reach out to me and go, hey, respect. Mm -hmm. You can admit when you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, this in the area of where we live is going to be rather unpopular. Okay? I thought... I thought Mm -hmm. that I could go Duke basketball. Yep. I thought that. Mm -hmm. And in the last now three and a half years being here at ESPN, being in a building with an NC state flagship, I have realized it's not Duke fans that irritate me. Okay. It's all of you. You're all absolutely insufferable
1: just tobacco road fans yep. to, all together
2: and here's why i say this and, we, and i'm going to give an example uh boss man brian hall all right mm-hmm. we, we, we 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 love boss man Brian Hall. north carolina could cure cancer yep. and he would say they cheated yes sheshevsky as the and look i i enjoyed some of the jokes i'm a casual observer here folks I went to a school in the opposite direction. I root for a school in the opposite direction of that. I have no dog in this fight. There is no, to me, there is no sense of appreciation that any of you have to anything else. It doesn't matter what you do. Duke fans drove me crazy with that run that you took, to the, that Carolina took to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what they did, there's no respect. Mm-hmm no respect and now the more i've thought about it the more i sit back and go you all do that every single one of you do that you can't at any point just go yeah they were better than us this year we'll try to be better next year doesn't happen it's never happened one time in the history of that rivalry and it never will no and that may be what makes the rivalry so good to you to us we sit back and go i can't wait for this to be over so you'll both shut
3: up (laughs)
2: More ugly, I've seen more nasty things said on social media between Duke, Carolina, and NC State fans. And the other reason that I put them this high, they don't even have to be involved in it. Duke and Carolina can be playing, and the NC State fans are still chirping, and I don't even know who they're chirping at. It's more Carolina than Duke. I don't know why that is. But they're still there. Like, oh, you're the worst. Why do you care? This has nothing to do with you.
1: I love that you love NC State into that. Like, they're relevant at all.
2: You want me, you want me to tell you why I love yeah. them into that? Because I think they are. Of course they do. Because they think they are. Even even this year, all right, just l- the basketball landscape. Duke and Carolina are going to be very good. NC State fans still chirp mm-hmm. at everything. Mm-hmm. Football. Duke and Carolina both going to be very good. NC State fans still chirp. And I, I, get, it. I get it. We got Brandon Armstrong. He's going to be the one to finally take us – I get it. They're a rival. I understand it. it, That's the reason I love Tennessee Stadium. I'm glad you Mm -hmm. said it that way. Because they, even if it has nothing to do with them, you still find a way to make it about you. Yes. That would be like, all right, I'm not a baseball guy. We all know that. If I had a baseball team, it would be the Mets. That's who I grew up as a fan of when I cared about baseball. Mm -hmm. That would be like the Yankees and the Red Sox playing each other. And me just deriding both of you, you for Bill Buckner uh, and the Yankees because you're the Yankees. And I just sit here and do it every time you play. Has nothing to do with me. And you do it every single time. Yep. How many people can I upset today because <laughs> it's going to be a lot. I don't care. All right, you got
1: uh, you got New England Patriots fans, SEC football fans, Tobacco Road basketball fans, or well, <laughs> just all sports fans, I guess.
2: Uh, Steven Towson, Jeremy, is loving this segment. He's so passionate about all his picks. He's letting out a lot right now. You have no clue how right you are. None. Yeah. I, th- those first three were just straight up cathartic. <laughs> and I still got two more picks. Oh, it's and a good. the next one, I, and I got to preface this before I make it. We got to take a commercial break. Yep. Not all of you fall into this. So I'm going to have to find a way to specifically say what it is I'm trying to say. We'll do that.
5: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
6: The Original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The Original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at Silverado'sWNC.com. Silverado'sWNC.com.
0: the sportsocracy pull up your pants take off the bra and be a man
1: welcome back into the sportsocracy we're in the midst of the daily draft danny fens fan on youtube suggesting today's daily this draft is one of the topic. greatest
2: ideas we've ever had of we let you pick the dra- we might do this just every day now that kind of takes some of the allure away we'll do it on wednesdays yeah you pick the daily draft because this one i don't think i've been this animated about anything in (laughs) months
1: so he suggested most annoying fans in all of sports and so so far i had the first pick i went dallas cowboys because of of course it's one of the most annoying fan bases that has ever existed and jeremy went newer with his first pick as the new england patriots fans especially after the last four years, three years, and some change. Then he goes to SEC football fans, which I completely agree with. Being an SEC football fan, it is just mind-boggling.
2: That's been the beauty of this so far is how many people that are fans of these fan bases going, oh, yeah, we're all. Oh, yeah. Uh, My number
1: two pick was Ohio State football fans because, of course. Then I went Philadelphia Eagles, who's probably the most annoying fan base in the history of the NFL. And then Jeremy goes tobacco road fans. Now He went Duke, Carolina, all of you, and NC State, all of, you. all of us.
2: And and look, I'm a low-key Carolina fan because uh, living here, you have to have a dog in that fight. Some of you irritate me. Uh, I mean, I love you all. I think you're wonderful, and I, I love your, 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 your vigor for your team. But, man, you can be incredibly annoying. And I can't believe my next one completely slipped my mind until somebody in the comments said it. And it is now my fourth pick. Okay. I had to figure out how to say this. Mm -hmm. Steven Tao said, Jeremy's going to say soccer fans. No, no. I have to preface this. It's the real football soccer fans. The ones of you that treat people like me and Tank, like we're low IQ, dumb dumbs that just bounce our head off concrete walls. You're the ones I'm talking about. Patrick Holt, great soccer fan. Many people listen to the show, great fan. I ain't talking about you. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're not who I'm talking about. Just because you go to soccer matches, that's fine. Like what you like. I don't care. Don't deride me and make it seem like I'm a moron because I don't understand the intricacies of real football. It's a ball that you kick and you chase it like a gopher chases a squirrel. <laughs> I don't really need you to explain to me the intricacies of this game. You want to enjoy it? Enjoy it. Stop looking at me like I'm a moron because I put put on a helmet and bang into each other. This has been such a cathartic segment for me. I am That's making visceral enemies, and I don't care. Because
1: you, you know the flip side is just as annoying.
2: I mean... I'm not on that
1: side. Obviously I'm on, I'm on the annoying side of this, of that's what we do. That's real football. What y'all do, you, I don't you say do that. cardio.
2: I, I don't, I don't say that. Oh,
1: I do. I, and I have long. I, said that. Look,
2: if you've ever stood on soccer field, I respect that y'all run back and forth and do your thing. I don't feel the need to deride you to make my football look better than yours. And frankly, I would put football fans that do that in the same boat. Absolutely, that's why, what I was pointing. That's what I was saying. Why does your? You know what? I should as a real football. I should have just said that. Period.
1: Yeah, real football. Real fans.
2: football fans. You know I'm gonna change it.
1: Right now. Regardless of what side, don't you're care on. if you're
2: on the soccer side of the football side. You're exactly yes. right. Yes. The fact that you can't respect that somebody else is entertained by something because it's not real football. What? Because the because the names are the same, mm-hmm. you have to deride the other one. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's, I'm going to change that right now. I saw this in
1: the comments and I think it's a brilliant idea. Names on the door. I'm going to do it. Um, It's bandwagon fans.
2: I hate you. Oh, I was going to cheat. I was going to cheat and do that last. I didn't think I had to do it.
1: No, it, it, because I had several in mind, right? Like the fans of I don't know your 2023 NBA champion, Deborah Nuggets. I've had to listen to that for the last three years. And I just I just can't do it. And I thought about Golden State fans. How many Golden State fans never existed before they started winning championships?
2: Uh I cannot be considered a bandwagon because I was here through uh many years of being wrong.
1: And I'll give you that. You I'm were a new you were fan two years before they started I am, the I run. So a,
2: I'm more of a fan of yogic than I am the team, but I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. Right.
1: It, it it's it's those fans that go that that play like I've been here the whole time. And as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, see Jeremy, when you say things about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, or other people say things about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, I know exactly which ones you're talking about. You're talking about the ones that followed Tom Brady over here and that just play like we've been here forever, brother. I've suffered through one, two, and three law three win seasons with this team since I was born. Don't tell me, like my favorite player growing up was Reggie freaking Cobb, who was probably at his height, the 15th best running back in the league. So don't tell me you've been here for a while.
2: You see how good that felt? You see how good what you just did felt? Oh yeah. I've done that the first four times. Yes, won. I and know I've you I've got have. another one. I, I just, have
1: another one. I just can't stand people who like who act like I've been here forever. No, brother, you jumped on when we started winning titles. Don't give me that. You know, I still look at the people who were pre-2002 Tampa, or, or, or post-2002 Tampa Bay fans and go, don't give me that. You don't know what we've been through. So, bandwagon fans, absolutely. Rank highly. And then there's those that just can't let the past die. And I don't know how to I I don't know how to quantify this of just I guess the living in the past fan.
2: Oh, Tank went original cheat N- and then uh, elaborated on it. I, I I like it. New York Knicks. My only gauge for New York
1: Knicks fans used to be you, Jeremy, which you were, you know, you were logical. You knew this was a bad franchise. You knew you had a bad owner. You dumped them when you had the chance, right? When they had gone James
2: just too far. Oh, I could have dealt with everything but James Dillon. Yeah, I, I could not, but now, in clear conscience, keep bringing out a credit card to buy things with that logo on it, knowing that at least some of those funds went to James Dillon.
1: But now my meter, my, my gauge is Stephen A. Smith
2: and i
1: like Stephen a he's entertaining but when he starts talking about the new york knicks and how they're a lightning rod for talent i don't know if you saw that on yesterday's show yes but he's talking about damian Lillard. really All right, new so york gets
2: players
1: they're interested in coming to new york name me the last one carmelo Aaron anthony Rogers. how'd that right, go i'm so,
2: sorry All right, so your pick here is living in the past,
3: fans? Yeah,
1: Notre Dame football fans, Nebraska football fans. um, Can't say Michigan anymore because they're actually relevant now. Uh, But three years ago, they'd have been on this list. Fans that just can't let go of the past and realize that you're not what you once were.
2: So, there was a moment there where I thought that you were about to take mine. Okay. And I have thought, and I have thought, and I have thought about how I want to say this. Because I am one of you for my last selection. Okay. It's New York sports fans on the whole. Hmm, Okay. All of you. All of you. And and now let me explain. There are great Jet fans. There are awful Jet fans. There are great Giants fans. There are awful Giants fans. Here's the problem. And I fall victim to this too because I've done this job now for five years and this is the first time that my team has been even pseudo-relevant. So am I I enjoying talking about the Jets at a nauseating uh, level? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'll, I'll admit I'm part of the problem. You know, when I didn't do that, when we were trotting out Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson to go five and 12, my problem with New York sports fans is that you don't understand that because there's so many of you that just because your team still exists, it doesn't mean that anybody cares. The New York Knicks, Nobody has cared about that team in 25 solid years. Mm -hmm. The Brooklyn Nets. You want to know why I hated the Nets as bad as I did? A, because I was watching Vegas just empty your piggy banks, knowing full well how it was going to end. Also, because I saw a lot of New York Knicks fans in that. I saw what I grew up with going, oh, God, the Nets moved out of New Jersey and they, 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 they caught it. They've been infected by it. New York Mets fans, New York Yankees fans, the Jets, the Giants, to a lesser extent, the Rangers and the Islanders. All of you think because you're in the biggest media market in the world, in spite of the fact five of you are not actually in that media market. <laughs> uh, well, you're not. You're in that media market. You're not actually in that in city, the city. Yeah. That we should just talk about you all the time, and it's to what you said about Stephen A. Smith. It's delusion. Mm-hmm. It is pure delusion. And so many people that are that do what we do are New York sports fans that it greatly swings the needle. I know there's at least a handful of people right now going, huh, didn't think he actually had the self-awareness to know that. Yeah, I do. Take a vouch for this. We've done this five years. I'm way more self-aware than you think I am. I know how annoying it is. Mm-hmm. Now, same th- at the same token, I am thoroughly enjoying doing it because i haven't had a reason to do as it you in a long time as you should uh
1: <laughs> i love gg gambling says pro wrestling fans that believe it's better than coll- collegiate wrestling those are those are bad fans those are annoying fans
2: is that the it's still real to me yes uh, is that the, yes. The, the gent we're referring More watch to real wrestling no you're not yeah that one's pretty bad yeah, that was pretty bad i know a couple of those oh 100 percent. i think we all know those if
1: you grew up a wrestling fan you know you know people who believe that very thing and how and if you have any knowledge of the actual sport of wrestling that's not scripted that's done on a mat and you know you wear that goofy little head the thing, little headgear thing and everybody wears the singlet that reveals way too much uh it, you, you know how difficult that sport actually is oh no doubt no doubt um If you were going to take another one, do you have one? Yeah, UDFA?
2: I feel like if I was going to take another one, it would be a combination of yours. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that?
1: A combination of one I've already picked?
2: It would be a combination of two that you've already said. Okay. And one I've already said.
1: Okay. It's
2: Tom Brady fans on the whole. Ah. Those of you that followed him around and wore that stupid uh tampa bay new england split jersey yeah yeah, yeah. i was almost hoping he signed with the raiders just to watch you try to do this geometry puzzle (laughs) of figuring out how you're going to get three jerseys into one (laughs) because they would have oh no doubt they would have tried and and the measurements would have been horrific of why why is the middle one so much fatter right like oh yeah because math is hard
1: Okay, I like that, Tom Brady fans. Uh, I, I'm going to cheat again. I'm going off the board here because there, oh, this is, should be good. there is no group of fans that, that I feel like we all can share in this. There is no group of fans that are more out of their minds than Creed fans. Oh, you you just suck. Like, there is- <laughs> the Scott Stapp fan that still
2: exists. Oh, wait, he's in this studio. I, I you know... I already knew I had won this, but the, the, your derision. The greatest band to, of the 20th century just makes it. me angry.
1: You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Hey, you want to talk about the Jets coming up next?
2: Uh, we could,
1: yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, Let's do that. It's time for the off-season files to continue. The Jets are next. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com.
5: Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process.
3: At Ingalls, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, We have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingalls and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
1: Welcome back into ESPN Asheville. It is the sportsocracy, and it's time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. <laughs> I love bringing stories, stupid criminal stories to you each and every day, and this is one of those that I just couldn't ignore. You ever met somebody that, you know, well, How about this? You ever heard the phrase, give them enough rope and they'll hang themselves? Yes. Yeah, you usually reserve that for conversations when you're talking about politics or whatever. But I think it i think it falls right into line with the story that I'm about to tell you. It comes to us from Tri-Cities, Washington, um, wherever that is up in the state of Washington. Tri-Cities man facing a bevy of charges after he just could not stop. Like he woke up Monday morning and chose violence in several different ways. It all began about 1 p.m. on Monday when 39-year-old man Christopher Noel Pearson began calling 911 and screaming homicidal threats at the operator. Okay, what's that going to do? That's going to send the cops straight to your house. They can track that. They're going to show up. Because you're misusing the 911 system. He called several times throughout this process. Cops show up to his house. He's apparently just being very weird about the cops. They show up, knock on his door. He won't answer. He's like banging on the windows while they're with him or while they're trying to talk to him through the door. They did this for a couple of hours until finally they were like, you know what? We're just... Done. We're leaving. We're not getting anywhere with this guy. It's not worth it to spend all this time on him. We got other stuff to do. While we're just trying to survey, stop misusing the nine one one charge. It's very low level misdemeanor. Then the guy, there they get another call. Same guy has now broken out all the windows in his apartment and has taken to the streets. He's walking out on the street with a whole bunch of things in his hands that they don't know until they get there it's knives and he starts throwing knives at the cops that are trying to bring him into custody he even went as far as to start stabbing the hood of a cop car i don't know where the cops went at this point but somehow i guess him throwing the knives they had obviously backed away for their own safety he reaches in an open window steals the cop car He had rendered a couple of the cop cars already inoperable with the knives, but one was able to follow him. He led them on a 90-mile-an-hour chase. They did the pit maneuver thing, got him stopped, and then he starts threatening the cops again, not admitting defeat yet. The K-9 unit shows up. They turn the dog on him. He had to be sent to the hospital afterwards for a dog bite, which, as you as you would, even when they have him in custody, after he's been bitten by the dog, after the lo- the high-speed chase, after he's uh, stabbed cop cars and the such, he's still screaming to the cops that as soon as he gets out of jail, he's going to kill the first law enforcement officer he sees.
2: Don't let him out. But, I, I, I mean, don't know he, that he's going to get you out. enough things there that I feel like, We can fix that problem. Just don't let you out.
1: Don't think he's going to get out because he's now facing 38 charges. Just don't know what has to go through a guy's mind to go, yep, today's the day. Today's the day I'm going to get in as much trouble as possible.
2: My story is about one Mia Sophia. Maybe you've seen this person. She has more than 7,000 followers on her verified X account. Used to be Twitter. Mm-hmm. Over 31,000 on Instagram and 90,000 on TikTok. She is a 19-year-old Finnish woman. And she's even in her bio page, got her aspirations, her career goals, and all of those things. There's only one problem with Mia Sophia. She doesn't exist. <laughs> she's not real. Nice. She's a AI-generated woman. Why well, not? Surprised. And she's a, the, the pictures, that she's an absolutely gorgeous blonde woman. Yes. The only problem is that this person doesn't exist. They're no more real than Lois Griffin. And probably at least, I'll say, over half of the followers that, that this woman has. Because I saw, obviously, I was a little biased because I knew what the story was. I went to the social media pages. It took about three posts before I went, that's not real. Mm-hmm. Nobody speaks like that. That's computer language, that's not how people talk. <laughs> And I would wager probably half of the people that follow this account are that person you know whose Facebook profile picture is them from a cell phone camera like real close up. (laughs) And you're looking right up their nose.
1: Uh, It's probably also the guys that have Cheeto stains on more than their
2: fingers. It's also (laughs) the guy that you look at and go, oh, you poor unfortunate soul. you. You just, any woman that's willing to talk to you, you're right there. I'll be your best friend. I'll send you every dollar I have just for you to be my friend. Hey, you know what's funny? Y'all think I'm a jerk for saying that? You just thought of somebody. You thought of a name when I said that. Every one of you. I know I did. I thought of four of them.
1: (laughs) All right, you're in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. When we come back for the break, we'll give Jeremy his time. And we got breaking news
3: oh up next at ingles whether we're celebrating friday night rivals televising college basketball games bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park it's all in the bag ingles low prices love the savings
6: the original Tough Man contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe to toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man competition July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at Silverado's WNC.com. Silverado's WNC.com. Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break
1: the news? Who's going to break the news? Ah, welcome back into the Sportsocracy. Love breaking news time.
2: Uh, and this might be the biggest breaking news that we've ever broken. Oh, gosh. Aaron Rodgers just <laughs> took a big old pay cut to play for the New York Jets. He was guaranteed $110 million before today Mm -hmm. he's now guaranteed 75 million dollars that is an aggressive pay cut and it really just lends into what i've been saying this entire time a lot of people that are not as petty as say i am you don't get how big of a motivating factor revenge can be Mm mm-hmm And everything I'm seeing and everything I have seen is steering itself into Aaron Rodgers is on his ultimate final FU tour. Mm -hmm. It's why you're seeing so many things on social media. This is like the bad breakup. This is exactly how I equated this the day he got traded to the Jets. You have the bad breakup with somebody you've been with forever. And then you start doing all of the things that you never wanted to do before. Dudes buy sports cars and boats and women go on vacations. And next thing you know, you meet somebody new who's the exact opposite of everything you were just with. And you cannot help but share it on social media how this is the happiest time of your lives. Whether it's true or not, eh, we'll have to see. Mm -hmm. Usually those go burning up in flames. Real fast, but this is literally putting your money where your mouth is. This is $35 million that he just went, Nope, don't need it. Got money. Yep. You know what I don't have? Second like Super Bowl ring. Exactly. That's what I
1: need. Exactly. And that's what he's going to be after. If not this year, it'll be next year with the New York Jets.
2: This is basically a confirmation to me that he's playing next year. Yes. And I don't really care. He said a few days ago, unless it's just a magical run. Mm-hmm. What was that magical run supposed to look like?
1: I mean, he was talking about a Super Bowl. He was okay, talking he about if said, we win the Super Bowl this year, any chance he steps away on the top of his game? I would say no. no. Of course not. Yeah, that's where I because for was them at. to win the Super Bowl, he's gonna ha- he he probably will have to win another MVP.
2: I don't necessarily agree with what you just said i think the defense is is good enough to he can be he has to be better than he was last year but he doesn't have to be mvp aaron Mm -hmm. i don't think Mm -hmm. and i I just i feel like he's having fun you know i told that we've got a group chat with a bunch of guys from the the house of reprehensibles and i said you know if, if the jets don't love this guy. They're really doing a number social media wise to make you think that they do. Mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner just gifted him a gigantic diamond encrusted number eight medallion. And you just, I, I, the thing I think people have undervalued of this is this has been the most woe begotten franchise in the NFL, basically for the better part of the last 20 years. I'm, I'm going to tell you a fun stat. In the last 20 years, how many teams in the NFL have lost more games than the Jets? Two. It's three. You know what those three teams have in common? What's that? They haven't been to a conference championship game. The Jets have been to four. That's a whole mess of, uh, uh, of suckitude mm-hmm. that you had to have in those other 16 years to put you down there with those teams. Right. And what I've, what I've always thought that people didn't understand is that there are a lot of carryovers. You know, we don't have the same – the Jets don't have the same coach. We don't have the same players. We have a lot of the same players that you've heard this same old Jets thing. C.J. Mosley, perfect example. He's lived through it for three years. Mm-hmm. You don't think it's it's gotten under his skin? Like I came from Baltimore where I was competitive every single year. I took the money. I'm still getting the money. and Now I'm seeing the opportunity – not only to be competitive again, but to be competitive with that team that I had to endure all of these things with. And I can just go full Stone Cold Steve Austin, double birds on the backside of this. That's a it's a heck of a little motivator. Yes, it is. And for people that are as petty as myself and people that, as I'm seeing more and more by the day, are as petty as Aaron Rodgers, I'm not saying petty is a shot. Great motivator. Mm-hmm. That it is. I see
1: so many people expecting so many fans talking about the same old Jets, Jets going Jet. And I get it. I get where that comes from because I I poke fun at you all the time about that. But I honestly feel like if you look within yourself and you look at the trajectory of this team, the one thing they were missing last year to be a playoff team was a quarterback.
2: Uh, Let's play a, a fun game here on the way out. Hey, who's the favorite to win the AFC East? The Bills. Yeah, they were an absolute also ran for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Who's the favorite to win the AFC North? Bengals. They were the laughingstock of the league for 25 years. Mm-hmm. The in a, the AFC West? That's the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They were irrelevant for the better part of 30 years. Mm-hmm. AFC North was the Jaguars who, of their 20, let's see, 27 years of existence, you've been an absolute joke for 22 of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my point is – nobody's good forever nobody's bad forever and so if you're looking at this team going well same old jets it's fine and you could be right Mm -hmm. you could also be very wrong yep just know this as a 30-year fan of this team i'm just telling you this don't feel like same old jets Mm -hmm. this feels like little kid that's been picked on their entire life and now they found hgh And they've gotten in a weight room and possibly got out of jail. And they are here to exact revenge upon all the people that bullied them. Yes, indeed. And if not this year, the next year, I have a feeling that the Jets are
1: going to be out to hurt some feelings. You're in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Join us tomorrow three o'clock right here inside the angle studio for the final show of the week programming note We will not be with you
2: on friday jeremy has got some philanthropic things to go do charity as i said earlier lord's work okay just when you say it that way it really diminishes what i'm doing here uh precisely and just another reason why i do it
1: we will see y'all tomorrow